Ladies and gentlemen, today is April 5th, 2021, also known as 4-5, which will from this day forth be known as Trump Day in honor of the 45th president. Fantastic. Good. Perfect. <laughs> I deserve my own day. And we're going to have to make 4-7 about me as well because I am running in 2024. I'll have two holidays. That's a fact means. April 6th will be Biden Day. Exactly. That's going to be the best day Someone of the year. Someone tweeted at me. They were like, in order for it to be fair, then tomorrow has to be Biden Day. And I, I, okay. Yeah, I'll celebrate <laughs> Biden Day, dude. Just speak in gibberish. Make, say sentences that don't mean where, anything. Where, yeah, fall on the stairs and, and struggle to speak. It'll oh, be like a thing. Oh, my goodness. It's and almost then, sad at this point. I kind of feel bad making fun of him. In like a thousand <laughs> years, people put on goofy hats and then jump down the stairs while making strange noises and not understand the tradition. <laughs> the tradition of, of Biden Day. <laughs> Biden Day. Ladies and gentlemen, um, we had news and then we started making jokes and then we all forgot what was going on. So, uh, no, we have some, some interesting news. I was watch, I've been watching the, the Chauvin trial and there's something interesting that I've noticed because I'm watching this trial and it's definitely that there's one, one live stream playing, but two different versions of reality. I guess, depending on your bias. And when I'm watching this trial, I'm very interested in the defense and the prosecution. I got to say, the prosecution got a bunch of very excellent points across today about Chauvin, whether he, they, apparently he never received training where we've seen this this photo of the guy with the knee on his neck. Oh, that wasn't trained. He wasn't trained in that. So they made some interesting points, but there's always a counter. Now, where it gets really interesting is how the media incessantly just chooses to frame it as though Derek Chauvin is losing and I don't believe that's the case. I think, based on what we've seen so far, acquittal is likely. But that's just my opinion, and I could be wrong. I don't know what the jury is thinking. And I'm seeing a lot of the same stuff the jury is, as, as many of you are. I could be entirely wrong, and I think it's very, very middle of the road. It's 50-50. It could go either way. I'm kind of leaning towards acquittal because a lot of stuff that's come out. For instance, the doctor today who testified said that George Floyd died of hypoxia. And then even said, when asked, that fentanyl... The main reason it's dangerous is because it depresses your respiratory system, which causes hypoxia. I thought that was a very excellent point by the defense. And then the counter, I guess, is just, well, it could have been choking, I suppose. But it doesn't seem like the physical evidence to Floyd's body backs that up. So long. Story, I, I, we'll, we'll get into all this stuff. What's fascinating is how the media changes the headlines of their stories to reflect an anti-Chauvin narrative, setting it up that he's going to lose and will be convicted. And then when people keep seeing the news saying like, oh, defense says this and they testify this and you keep hearing how awful it is and, and how you, you keep hearing how it should be Chauvin going to jail and they omit the key evidence that defends him. Well, then what do you think people are going to do when he gets acquitted? If he does, their expectations will be set very high. They'll say something like, I don't understand. I read all the news. He should have been convicted based on the headlines I saw. And then riots will happen. So we're going to talk about that. We got, we got a couple other stories too. Clarence Thomas issues this massive opinion, opening the door to potentially sue or regulate big tech mm. and section 230. So we're going to get into this. And uh, as most of you probably realized already, because for, for a moment, someone was speaking like Trump. What? Seamus from <laughs> Freedom <laughs> Tunes is yes. here. I'm back. It is fantastic to be back here. Thank you for having me on, Tim. I'm or glad you're here, you? Seamus. What's that? Who are you? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> so my name's Seamus Goglin. I have a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes. I make educational cartoons and political satire, mostly political satire on the Freedom Tunes channel these days. So go check that out if you'd like. We just released a pretty funny video about Joe Biden. We're going to be releasing another cartoon Thursday. We release a video once a week. So go over there and enjoy him. Yes. You're also very learned in uh, history, which is always refreshing. 
to have you on and uh, thank you. I appreciate chat that. about the past. I, uh. I appreciate that. I am. You know, is that are you are you making fun of the no. way Midwesterner sound? Is no, it, no, I'm Midwesterner too. From the past, is this that you should take offense to this as well because we're from Chicago. like the same, yeah, exactly from the past. Over Nobody there. says Chicago. It's like a weird it's like Chicago. Don't live there. No, that's the weird thing Chicago. too. Chicago. Yeah, my dad's born and raised on the south side, and he he like pronounces the a less than I do when he says Chicago. He's just like Chicago, Chicago. Like, which is like, not not exactly like that. Like I can't even do it. I don't but know. Yeah, no, the a it's just an offensive A-W-G-O. stereotype, and that's not actually how people from the Chicago area sound. Yeah. Okay, I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. It's Ian. Um, <laughs> hey everyone, I'm, I am Ian Crossland. It is true, and uh, you can always follow me at IanCrossland.net, where I do. Well, I don't know. I just do weird stuff. He doesn't know what he does. <laughs> Trying to unify the planet. Ian. Yeah. What, when Tim asked who Ian was, he's like, "Wait a minute, I don't." I have Hold a on. I have a broad scheme. And Ian's it's not kind actually of sometimes. Ian's not actually here. He's a he's an astral projection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh my goodness! We had we had a dude who just uh who just joined the team, <laughs> and he he came here several times, but Ian was never around. And he was like, I'm convinced that Ian's <laughs> just, not, Ian's not real. Yeah, I sleep during too. the day, and I was yeah. like, well that's well that's the truth. That Ian's an astral projection. He's, uh, he's, he's a hologram. He's a, he's a hologram. Yeah. He's not really on the show. He doesn't, he's not a real person. It's a it's a vibrating multitude of spheres. Uh huh. Uh, that's a, that's about all I can all I can say. <laughs> all right, great intro. Yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Lydia is also here. Yeah, what about Lydia? I'm also here in the corner. I do eventually get to myself once you guys are finished. I was going to say that our new uh, employee has been having a lot of fun saying that e- we are all just figments of Ian's imagination, which I think is accurate <laughs> and fair. I like this guy. People, right. people yeah, come here. Audience too. There's because no studio. It's just like a, a shack in the woods with <laughs> Ian in it, and he imagines the studio. And it <laughs> just forms yeah. around him. It's pretty cool. Oh, all right. What yeah, a that would be, be an interesting movie, actually. Anyway, my friends Brigadoon. We, we, we we're supposed to be serious but it's just so hard these days well yeah. it's probably good that we're joking around a bit because we're going to get real serious with this this upcoming news oh and, and, the, and the consequences for it before we do go to timcast.com become a member get access to exclusive segments that only members get access to we had michael malice on the show uh last what was it last friday right yeah yeah uh, oh, no, no, Thursday. no, 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 no. Last Thursday. Last Thursday. Yes. Not, Julie Borowski was on Friday, but we did this great, um, oh, you had Julia? Yeah, she's, she's great. awesome. Yeah, she's great. It was a yeah. really good show. We, we did this bonus segment with Michael Mouse. Became a full episode where we talked about secrets to success and advice we had for people. And if you want to hear some advice from the, you know, from, from Michael, from me, from Ian, from Lydia and things that helped us, then become a member at timcast.com, help support the show in the event that there's a great purge happening that hits us, as it probably will eventually. We'll see what, we'll see how it goes. We could use your support. Also, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. If you're listening to this on, on a podcast like iTunes or whatever, leave us a good review. Give us five stars. That really, really does help. Everybody else, smash that like button and subscribe. We are so close to one million subscribers. I want to make YouTube give me that golden plaque. We already have some from other channels, but we should have three of them. I You're getting kind of four. greedy, man. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I have three already. We need four. I need one. Give me, give yeah. me that yeah. gold. Are you going to just split it uh, among everyone? Well, no, here? they, they, we'll they, break they, it they, they the they'll, yeah, we'll they'll issue one for everybody on the on the show. Really? No joke. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yep. That's so right. Right. just like make me a host right before they send it. You should make. <laughs> a I mean, bunch I just of tell them like hosts. here are the people and it costs money. Twelve hosts. Yes. And that they cost them. You've been making so much money for their platform, Tim. Even when they demonetize you, I think you get just send one you. golden plaque for free, and then you have to pay for the rest. But they'll issue one for team members. And you, it is real gold, right? Like absolutely, it's so heavy. Gold. Yeah, it's solid yeah. gold. You know, if you yeah. look the on, shipping cost is where they get you. Really, <laughs> you might be if you look on IMDb. You're probably listed as a. Yeah. On a producer oh, or something. Staff member. Yeah, I, yeah this yeah. shows on IMDb. Everyone, oh, I think yeah. everyone goes on and all the guests and everything. Uh-huh. Beautiful. I don't know who don't manages know. that stuff. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah. How about we talk about the news, my friends? Let's sure. Go. I mean, if you want, if that's what you want to do, I, I thought do. we could like, talk I about do. our days. Let's but talk about I was news. traveling most of the day. I'm a little tired, but mm-hmm. no, that's <laughs> my feelings don't matter. Let's talk about the they news. They don't. You know what matters? Facts. Facts. Earlier today. Hey, earlier today, my friends. 
So I was listening to the trial live, and there was this really powerful point uh, between the defense and the ER doctor who was treating George Floyd, trying to save his life. The defense said, you know, long story short, like what 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 happened? And they're giving really in-depth detail. Essentially, the ER doctor says that George Floyd died due to hypoxia, which is, can you give us the, 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 science, the, the medical breakdown of what that means? Pretty straightforward. Hypoxia is just low oxygen. Like Hypo is low Hypo, and oxia yeah, is an oxygen. Is, yep, that's it. There you go. And he went on to say that there was a high concentration of carbon dioxide in the blood. Now, I think on the surface, the average person hears, well, he was suffocated, right? The knee was on his neck. Well, what the defense basically said was, can fentanyl cause hypoxia or a high concentration of carbon dioxide in the blood? And the doctor said, yes. Can methamphetamine? The doctor said, yes. And the defense then said, is one of the reasons that there is such a warning about fentanyl is that it depresses the respiratory system. And, and this is what shocked me. The doctor goes, it's the reason. And I went, whoa, from the doctor. Mm. He didn't just volunteer up. A, he didn't just say yes or no. He volunteered up like, no, that's legit. Exactly why fentanyl is bad. It causes hypoxia. Interesting. Now, it seems like the doctor still went on to say he thinks that it was, you know, he had no reason to believe it was a drug overdose. In which case, the doctor still, you know, there's, there's, there's a cross-examination. The prosecution comes in and says, but isn't it possible that having your knee on someone's neck could result in hypoxia, which causes the heart to stop? And the doctor said, yes. I still think it's very, very fascinating. The doctor said it's the reason fentanyl is so dangerous. And so I went, whoa. I was like, we should definitely talk about this. So I Google searched it, right? I Google searched, you know, defense Chauvin hypoxia. And I see this. Check this out. Look at this Google search. You can see I searched for Dr. Chauvin hypoxia. Five hours ago, ABC News, ER doc theorizes lack of oxygen stopped Floyd's heart. You can see in these, you know, the text here that, you know, uh, they questioned whether or not some drugs can cause hypoxia. You can see right here as well. Baltimore Sun, Derek Chauvin trial, ER doctor testifies. You scroll down. There's even more. George Floyd's heart likely stopped hypoxia. What do you think happens if I click this story? All right, let's open up ABC police. Let me turn this off. The headline's different. Hmm. Kneeling on Floyd's neck violated policy. Well, that's not what I Google searched. I didn't search for that headline. I wanted to know about the hypoxia. This is why you use DuckDuckGo. Well, hold on. Let's let's go to the Baltimore Sun. Derek Chauvin trial. ER doctor testifies. All right. Well, let's learn about the ER doctor so I can pull up the source and show everybody. Derek Chauvin trial. Kneeling on George Floyd's neck violated our policy. Well, that's not what I Google searched. Hmm. So what's happening is that the Associated Press changed the headline and all their articles after they were already published. So for me, who's trying to search for this to show everybody what's going on, we're getting a different story, which changes the framing. Think about it. If the doctor said hypoxia caused this and fentanyl, it's like the the main reason fentanyl is dangerous is that it can lead to hypoxia. And then I'm like, I want to show that to people because it's a very important point for the defense. And then all of the headlines change to say kneeling on the neck violated policy. Wow. Well, all of a sudden now, the articles that I'm pulling up and would likely show someone, imagine this. Imagine I had that story. Right when I saw the doctor say this, I went, whoa. And I shared that story on Facebook or Twitter. Wow. Then along comes, you know, my mom or my dad or my brother. And they're like, what's this that Tim shared? And they click it. And instead of getting the story where I'm like, this is important, they get a different story. Joven violent policy. Hmm. I did not share that story. Hmm. So here I am. We're trying to do this show. And I was like, we definitely got to talk about that. That's a very interesting point. It's not a guarantee that he's, you know, Chauvin will be acquitted because of this. I just thought it was interesting to bring up and to also bring up that very well, like putting a knee on someone's neck could result in hypoxia. The reason why I think this is important, though, is it offers a counterpoint to the narrative we've all already heard. When I try to pull up the articles, we get something entirely different. That's 
creepy manipulation, stealth editing that that shapes the narrative. And here's my fear. When I'm reading all this news, I see a lot of really, really important points in the defense. Notably that there's training materials. They've highlighted a PowerPoint showing a cop kneeling on someone's neck. This stuff many people have seen. In the trial, there was an argument between the defense and the judge as to whether or not this actually mattered because Chauvin did not undergo that specific training. The argument from the defense was if the cops are all, you know, doing this and saying this is an updated policy, then it makes sense that this might, you know, exist. These things don't don't appear like the, the points from the defense about hypoxia, about drug use, about, uh, you know, what we talked about the other day. What was I, I can't remember all the, all the details. The media always headlines with Chauvin guilty. Right. So now we have this. We have the police chief testified that Chauvin violated policy. But there's another really crazy story. And the media frames it. Check this out from Forbes. Derek Chauvin defense shows video clip to suggest knelt on George Floyd's shoulder, not his neck. That's right. And when the police chief was shown the video, get this. The police chief was shown the video and the defense said, based on this alternate camera angle from a body camera, would you say that Chauvin, it appeared he was kneeling on Floyd's shoulder. The police chief said, yes. Okay. Shouldn't these things be like... Look, we, yeah. we, we, we all know that the narrative has been Chauvin kneeled on Floyd's neck. It's, mm. it's, you know, it's bad and he's a bad cop. He was fired for it. When evidence comes out that suggests the official narrative may be wrong, mm. shouldn't that be the highlight for a lot of reasons? Yeah. Can humans overcome cognitive dissonance is a big question. And that's, a, I think, really it's our duty to do that when we're presented with information that violates what we thought was real, we really have to let go of what we used to think was real and look at the new information. Yeah, I mean, regardless of how you feel about this case, I haven't looked into it very deeply. I haven't done much research on it, so I can't comment one way or the other. But regardless, it's very frightening, though unsurprising, that big tech and these media companies would go through and try to suppress information that promotes a narrative that they're not comfortable with. Well, I don't. here's the creepy thing. I, I look at the AP. So all these headlines from all these outlets, it's the same article. It's the Associated Press, and they're just mm. republishing the AP. Mm. I don't think there's anything nefarious necessarily. I think there's an inherent bias with a lot of these companies. And they're thinking like, oh, okay, more information has come out. Let's change the headline. Interesting. They, they initially did run the headline, ER doctor suggests hypoxia, fentanyl can cause this. But then they changed the headline, okay, which, which fundamentally changes the framing of the story mm. when people are sharing it. Mm-hmm. Right? So here's what's crazy, though. Forbes... I find it particularly interesting. They say, suggests the officer knelt on his shoulder. What's funny about suggest is they straight up said he did. And the, and the police chief said yes. Re, look, they say top line. With limited evidence put forward so far to bolster his case, Der- that's, that's an insane thing to write. Derek Chauvin's lead defense attorney, Eric Nelson, on Monday sought to cast doubt for jurors over one of the most prominent details of George Floyd's death. The length of time the officer had his knee on the 46-year-old man, uh, black man's neck. Interestingly, let me, let me go down. Nelson highlighted that while it appeared Chauvin had his knee on Floyd's neck in the video recorded by Frazier, the knee appeared to be on Floyd's shoulder blade during the same period in the body camera footage. Asking Arundando, Arundando, would you agree that from the perspective of Officer Kong's body camera, it appeared Officer Chauvin's knee was more on Mr. Floyd's shoulder blade? Yes, Arundando responded. Though the prosecution, which took the stand immediately after, was quick to highlight that this was one specific moment at a time when the ambulance had already arrived and very shortly before they loaded Mr. Floyd onto the gurney. We are not looking for definitive proof of innocence. We are looking for reasonable doubt. The burden is on the state. They need to prove he did it. He had the intent. If there is video footage that suggests we may be looking at the perspective wrong and people may have incorrectly assumed the knee was on the neck, 
That's very important. And the police chief said, yes, upon looking at the body camera footage. This is the police chief that fired these cops. Now, what's fascinating is Forbes framing, once again, is already anti-Chauvin. They've already made up their mind. He's guilty. And this is just a distraction to suggest otherwise. We all saw it. We already saw The Nation and who, who, who was it? Chelsea Handler? Yeah. They were like, we shouldn't even have oh, a trial. We have trials. Yeah. Oh, well, you good. See that? Yeah. Yeah. Because the media, you know, told us what happened. So why yeah. would we need to look into it any yeah, further than that? The argument is yeah. that, well, there's video. We saw it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's fair, but that doesn't mean you don't need a trial. Like what happens? So if there's no trial, how is the person punished? Is it not by the justice system? I mean, they're saying no trial exactly why it, it, it highlights the exact reason why we have trials. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If video comes out. That's shaky and it's someone yelling and you see a guy with a knee on a neck. There's so much we need to know to, to prove or convict someone of murder. Murder two requires intent. Murder, murder two and three require intent. Mm-hmm. It's manslaughter that doesn't. It's just mm-hmm. negligence. Yeah. So he has a knee on his neck. Okay. Well, now there's even doubt as to whether he really had his knee on his neck because alternate body camera footage that we didn't see before shows, according to the police chief, yeah, I, I, have no, I, I have no idea about any of that. It's, it's been so long. I, mean, I remember seeing the video. It looked very much like he was on his neck, but also th- I saw this months ago, and I, I can't recall all of it. And yeah. it's possible he had it on his neck, and then he took it off his neck and, and put it on moved, his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Maybe well, that, that changed the whole narrative forth. then. Right. Changed the whole narrative. Mm-hmm. It, could st- it could still be manslaughter, though, I think is his point. I'm not even convinced it's going to be manslaughter. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it very well could be. There, there's, there's definitely important points to bring up. Like, mm-hmm. they are saying that he violated policy. That's That's true, okay? Kneeling on the neck, uh, violated policy, Minneapolis police chief testifies. It's certainly not part of our ethics that he did get fired for it. So yeah. while the prosecution has the administration basically throwing Chauvin under the bus, like, dude did it, there's still good defensive, there's still good points from the defense. And I gotta say, reasonable doubt. We're not looking for 100% proof of innocence. We're looking at maybe Floyd died from fentanyl. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, no, that's true. All they do, all they really need to do is establish a reasonable doubt, and then he walks. That's why I think he'll be acquitted. Mm. Not that they've proven Floyd died of hypoxia, but that the doctor literally said that's the reason fentanyl is so dangerous. Mm. Uh, Prince died from fentanyl overdose. Did he really? No physical trauma. He just huh. laid there and fell asleep and died. Yeah, so what happens wow. with hypoxia is that your breathing slows so much. I remember monitoring people who had been on drugs and their respirations would get down to like six a minute, which is insane. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be like 16 to 18 per minute because you're just like, you're basically comatose. When you're on that much medicine, there's just, you're completely unaware of anything and you're not, your body's not even able to keep I, you I would say, I don't know the specifics about Prince. He might have been drunk too. Oh, I mean, yeah. that, I'm sure that combo is a killer. Well, yeah, for sure. I think, you know, I, I went over a lot of the evidence. Like it was, it, normally my main segment videos are like a half hour. This one went 35 minutes, Ooh, five minutes Ooh. longer than normal. My goodness. Because I, because I, I went through the, the charges, second, third degree. And I don't know if, if you saw this, uh, Seamus, that there was another guy in the, in the, in the vehicle with George Floyd. This guy names, this guy's name is Maurice Lester Hall. Did mm. you hear about this guy? No. He no, was, I, like I said, I really, and this is part of why I'm reluctant to comment. I know nothing about well, check, this. Check case. this out. Check this out. Let me tell you. Let me, let me, let me tell you, Seamus. So this guy, according to George Floyd's girlfriend, was selling drugs to George Floyd and her. Hmm. He didn't really hang out with them all that often. And there they were together in the vehicle. Hmm. From that, it kind of sounds like he's just their dealer. This dude, Maurice Lester Hall, was supposed to testify for the state as one of their key witnesses. And right before, a day before he files like an emergency motion, he's pleading the fifth and refusing to testify. You know why I think that happened? Why? The judge put murder three back on the table. 
Murder three in Minnesota states that if you sell someone a substance and they take it and die, you are guilty of murder. In Interesting. Yep. So I'm wondering if that look that alone. I don't know if the ju- the jury can take into account the fact that a dude bailed and pled the you know pleaded the fifth. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's You're fair not to supposed to right. Well, I I I wouldn't. I would be yeah. like, dude, pleaded the fifth. I'm not going to make assumptions about it. Yeah. Like now, externally from a media standpoint, it certainly feels like the dude got implicated and then was like, yo, I'm out. Reasonable doubt, He's, man. Uh, Floyd said he was hooping. On, in the video, if you listen to it, which means that you, the slang basketball. term is that you, yeah, you play basketball. basketball. No, it means that you put drugs inside your re- self, butt, them. or yeah, your mouth. Yes, yes. And um, so maybe he did that, and that's this, why he overdosed. Well, this is what's interesting. Um, it was one of the questions asked by the defense, and that uh, is kind of gross, but the defense asked the doctor if he was familiar with people, you know, hooping, hooping yeah. in, in, that, in that sense. And I, I, I don't think that line of questioning actually ended up going anywhere. He, like, diverted off it right away. But I have to say, the judge said this in September about Floyd, that it looked like he had something in his mouth. There's video that shows it, and it, many people have speculated that he was in the middle of a drug deal. The cops walked up, so he threw it in his mouth and swallowed it. And then he said he was hooping. And a lot of times when the people will be hooping, they'll put it in a plastic baggie and then put it in their butt or something for like to transport it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think also you just put it in your mouth and swallow it without a bag and that's also considered hooping. But then you, you're just no, taking you're just the drug. Taking it, yeah. I know. Yeah. That's weird, yeah. Reasonable doubt, man. That's all it takes. Yeah. I don't know. I look, at the me- I look at the media and I'm trying to better understand the story, but it's like every time I pull up a story, the headline is always like bad for Chauvin. Hmm. But there's certainly like it's 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 almost like you'd imagine the defense was doing nothing, mm-hmm. just sit, literally sitting there getting yelled at the whole time because the headlines are always anti-Chauvin. This one it was a Forbes article Wait. you were just reading says he's yeah. a black man. They're very specific. They want to make sure well, you also, know. Well, and also I mean the, the footage is the footage is really really bad for Chauvin too. Why? But with him kneeling on his neck, I mean, there's a reason the entire country was immediately against him. They saw it, like even conservative people were watching that, like, all right, that's way too far. But there is a PowerPoint presentation brought up by the defense showing the police were trained to do that. Hmm. And they called it the recovery position. And some have pointed out the reason why you, you move your foot off of their back is because if, you're, if your weight is in their back, then their chest can't de- decompress and decompress. Interesting. So they'll asphyxiate. So how is it that there's a PowerPoint presentation that says it's, they're trained to, but then the other guy says he violated training? So that's, that was the interesting thing in the line of questioning where the, the judge was basically like, I don't know exactly what the ruling was, but it was an argument over admissibility for the PowerPoint presentation where it was like Chauvin wasn't in the academy at the time this was being presented. Ah. And the defense was like, if they update their training policies, it's reasonable to suggest that Chauvin had heard this or was told this or in some way this is part of what the police do. And it was because an officer said no one is trained to do that. That never happens. And this was really fascinating to me. That the judge wouldn't allow it because, by all means, say Chauvin was never trained this. That's an important point, and it's good for the prosecution. Absolutely. If Chauvin was wrong, lock him up, throw away the key. But if someone goes on the stand and says, this violated policy, and he wasn't supposed to do this. That's what, the, that's what they say. The, the, the headline says, Derek Chauvin violated policy by doing this. But the, 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 the police academy's got a photo of someone doing it. Hmm. So how is it how is it that they could show a cop doing exactly that and say it violates policy if they're showing it to people? So were they showing the, were they showing this to people before or after Chauvin was before. trained? So before, so maybe it's something that the the um, police force did away with by the time that Chauvin was, had done it. It was a, few, a couple of years before and perhaps. But interestingly, I think the argument was that the cop said like no one has been no has ever been trained to do this or something to that effect. Hmm. Like the, the the defense isn't making things like okay, I don't want to say that. 
everybody is giving their point of view because they're trying to win a case. Yeah, My right. issue is that when you watch this, if you're a reasonable person, you're like, I understand their point. I certainly understand Chauvin may have violated a policy enacted with neglect, which could be manslaughter, certainly not murder. But the defense is giving a defense and it's reasonable doubt. Like, I'm sorry, man. Manslaughter is probably, in my opinion, the only thing that could potentially get him on. And I'm not even sure that's going to happen because that's negligence. And if they convince the jury that nine minutes is excessive, eight minutes, 45, 46 seconds, then definitely. Then yeah. Definitely. And I think if he does get charged with manslaughter, a lot of people will be upset that he wasn't charged with more than that. That's why I think the problem is if the media keeps taking the headlines where it's like Chauvin violated policy or, you know, Chauvin did this, Chauvin did that, defense says this, you know, or it's, it's always framing it as though you expect him to lose. Mm-hmm. That's very astute. They're, they're, they're grooming people to freak if he gets mm-hmm. I don't think off. it's intentional. Yeah. I think it's just that they think people are more likely to click mm-hmm. because on the story because the story is bad for Chauvin and people don't like the guy. We all have our bias because we all saw, we all saw the video. We all yeah. made our judgments. Everybody, even conservatives, were mad. So then the media is like, this is the headline that will get the most traffic. All of these stories, that headline, they do talk about hypoxia, but not in the headline, which people will read and then walk away from. What is this? They, they wrote a headline, and then when you click it, it goes, and the headline's different? Yeah. New... Isn't that amazing? How did they do that? They, they originally got the headline from AP, and then the AP changed their headline? So yes. all the other so, ones did, too? Exactly. Yep. And the is caching it? hasn't been updated. And so Google has the old headline. And if you try and search for that story to share, you get a different story. They should have just wrote a new story. That's right. They should have. <laughs> That's right. And be like, this article no longer exists if you mm-hmm. click on that. So the important factor here is someone could share the article where they're like, wow, I didn't realize this. It perhaps could have been hypoxia caused by drugs. What an interesting article. And then every other person sees the headline. Derek Chauvin violated policy kneeling on the neck. And they're like, what are you talking about? Hmm. So you, you guys remember like the, the gold and blue dress or whatever? Yeah. Or like oh my Lanny goodness, and, yes, I do. Yeah. Yanny and, and Laurel. Yeah. They're creating this yeah. because someone's going to have like a cached version on their, on, they're, they're going to have a cached version from the article oh, the, wow. where it's not updated yet. And they're going to be like, it literally says hypoxia potentially from drug right use. Me, yeah. And then the other person's like, are you nuts? It says Chauvin kneeled on his neck and killed him. What are you talking about? I'm looking at the article right now. Oh my it's like they're intentionally making people insane. I don't mean literally. I'm just saying these articles and the way the system is designed, it's making people hate each other and go nuts. It's a form of negligence, at least, like journalistic negligence. Definitely. Oh, yeah. So now my, my, I'm just saying, I think we're getting to the point where, you know, we'll get close to the end of the trial. And if people only hear these headlines about the bad things about Chauvin, only hearing from the prosecution, they're going to be like, this guy's going to prison. And then they're going to say, acquitted on all charges. And they go, how is that possible? Huh. Yeah. I was reading the news about the trial. It was bad for him. Oh, the system is corrupt. Riots. Definitely. I mean, I, I think we can agree there that there will probably be riots. Either way. <laughs> I, think, I think at this point in, in, the, uh, in the present epoch, you can just always assume that every major story is going to end with riots. doesn't matter. That's my prediction for the future. There will be riots. I don't know what's yeah. happening, but the riots will occur as a result. Chauvin acquitted? Riots. Riots. Yeah. Convicted. Riots. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. R- riots, Nothing happens. Riots. Riots because, riots. Riots because it wasn't charged with first degree yeah, murder yeah. and death penalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Chauvin gets uh, 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 the space time continuum rips asunder in the middle riots. of the courtroom and <laughs> Chauvin gets sucked into an altered reality. Never did see. Riots. 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 Absolutely. Riots. Interdimensional riots. Riots. Exactly. All across all dimensions. There'll be rioting constantly. Yeah. Kool-Aid guy bursts into the courtroom. Riots. Riots. No matter what. But it's like, yes, there will be riots. So right now what's happening is like. A bunch of Antifa are in a room, 
and they're sitting there and the, and the door is closed and there's like one Antifa and he's looking at his watch and he's got his hand up and then they're all like getting jitters, like ready to start. <laughs> And then it's like, okay, the news came in, and it's... And they just burst the door. Right. Ah! Yeah. Running yeah. Around I, did, I felt like that was in D.C. last year, like November. There was like a, a march or something I went to. And at the end of the night, I was down there. And you could see, I don't know if they were Antifa or whatever, a bunch of people wearing all black, just like standing yeah. around. We talked about that. Yeah, like yeah. zombies before the, before the <laughs> NPCs, night, before the blood yeah. moon. And NPCs in the, before the script activates, and they, and they storm in to like, <laughs> yeah. you know, play the game or whatever. You like clip through the wall, and you see them all like just waiting, waiting. It was so disturbing. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I'm sure most sitting on ledges and stuff. I, we, we brought this up at the time, but I'm sure most people are familiar with video games. So when there's like a boss battle, and like let's say the boss like bursts through the door and he's like, "Roar! Who has woken me?" What, what's actually happening outside of that room is the character is standing there waiting for a script to activate to start the VO line yeah. and the graphics. So they're just like in a in a T pose or whatever, just sitting there. <laughs> and if you can go outside the walls, you'll see all the NPCs just frozen or in a T pose. Well, it's frightening because T posing builds testosterone. So if, if Antifa is T posing right now, <laughs> as soon as the yeah, as soon as the orders come down the pike, they're going to be out of their minds. Dude, and they're going to be stronger than ever before. That would be a hilarious skit. We should we should do that. We should hire a bunch of Antifa people to stand in a T pose outside of a, outside of a protest, yeah. just not saying anything or moving. Await orders. No, just like That's just just great. not say anything. And then finally, when something happens, they all start walking and they go, oh, fascism. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, we hate it. Ah. Oh, man. People will be like, what just happened? And like, oh, the, the, the main character, he, he entered. Into he just the, spawned. Yeah, he yeah, responds somewhere. <laughs> so the script restarts. Everybody walks back to the same spot and then puts in the T-pose again, <laughs> getting ready for the next uh, uh, riot. Yes. Yeah, man. I hate to say it, but. I think it's uh, I, I hate to, I hate to say that we're getting comfortable with the that there might be riots. In the I'm United not comfortable, States. but I'm accepting of it. Like there probably will be riots. That's crazy. Accepting yeah. of it. I've yeah, never in my yeah. past been like, well, if if global riots break out, well, whatever. It was always like <laughs> there shouldn't be riots. Is what? Well, oh, I'm sorry. I oh no, that was my we're, point. We're, listen, listen. We're entering this political cycle where like we're going to be old and have kids, and you know it's going to be like. Oh, it's four o'clock, kids. Uh, everybody come inside. The riots are coming. And yeah. the news is like, the riot will be arriving today at 410, a few minutes late. Oh. And they just like rampage it's through like town. And just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the riot man, yeah, the meteorologist. Yeah, it's sad. Well, it's sad how many horrible things we've just become jaded towards. Like first it happened with, with public shootings and massacres. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's with becoming the case with riots. We're, we're just. There was just, uh, you see this video? Where the Antifa guy is trying to climb the Chase Bank. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, he tried. That was rough. Not succeed. He hit the ground. Do you? Can you play that? Are you going to play it? Uh, I'll and search for it. He hit the ground, and then all of a sudden, he started to bleed. I put in air oh. quotes. But no, it, no, it was like a. It's black paint, but it looks like blood uh, oozing out of his body. Man. Yeah, I really, I don't like, like Antifa, but no, it was, he ha- he was going to vandalize this building oh, with black paint, and he fell and he landed oh, on his hip and. and the paint starts dripping out. I was like, oh, it looks like oil or something. Like he's a robot at first. And I mean, <laughs> then this girl's like, he's like, this guy comes up and he's like, what happened? Where did he fall from? She was like, he landed on his hip. He was like, he fell from his hip. She was like, he landed. Never mind. She didn't want to say. She it. didn't want to tell him. So, he was so we, up there. we have this from Andy. No, <laughs> Andy. No tweets at a far left anti-capitalism protest today at Chase Bank in Manhattan. A masked protester falls after attempting to climb the building. The black paint he was carrying is spilled all over the ground. So I'm, I'm not going to show the actual, because YouTube doesn't want us to, but I'll show you him climbing, because apparently that's okay. And then there's people yelling him, get down. He's not that high. I'm sorry. He's like eight feet up. Yeah, he's like eight feet up. Yeah. All right. And then he tries to Splash. grab onto the, to the, uh, the awning, falls down, his paint splatters. Oh. Here's my favorite part. 
Call 911. Yeah, immediately. Isn't it funny? <laughs> you know, you know what I thought about this? Check it out. Yeah. The guy slams like, the why ground. Not, why not a social worker? No, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Here's what I love. But yes, yes, yes. Uh, what I love about this is imagine it's like 1870 and a guy is climbing the front of a bank and he's like, done with capitalism. And then he falls and poof, hits, his, hits his pelvis. Do you know what the people around him would do? But just, just walk away. Yeah. Uh, call for help. And they just leave. They're not... Pff, my hip is broken. Call wow. the sheriff. No one's going to do anything. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna walk away from him. It's it's amazing that we're in today's today's day and age, and it's so so pampered that these these larpers are like, I'm going to climb the Chase Manhattan. Ah. Mm. It, it was like the the Chase Manhattan security guard. I can't confirm that was that he worked for Chase, but it was the same guy. It looked like a security guard for the building was like, we've called the ambulance. Don't worry. Mm. It's like the dude was just about to vandalize your building. <laughs> do the right thing Thanks, right? you know what man see we're so tolerant and and, and accepting of this behavior mm. I, I i get it what are we supposed to do we can't just leave someone there but i'll tell you this when i saw that i'm sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna say it. i laughed a hearty laugh no. you know why no, no. <laughs> because i've fallen from higher and i watched jake brown fall from two stories at the x games oh, wow. slam onto his hip get up and walk out waving while everyone cheered for him so like so for those who aren't familiar with what happened there, that's it was in the 2007, I think it was, or maybe 2006 X Games. Jake Brown's on the mega ramp. It's like 100 feet high drop-in. Then he launches like 70 feet. Then he goes up a 20-foot vert wall. He's like 48 feet in the air. He loses control and slams into the deck. His shoes fly like 50 to 100 feet, just crazy. Well, and everyone thought he was dead. This is- I watched it live. And we were just like, oh, my God. <laughs> no. And then he... He, they walk over to him. They check out his neck and everything. They lift him up, and then he he limps out, waving to the crowd. Oh, wow. This Antifa guy falls eight feet, and he's going, oh. oh They're like, what's wrong? My hip. He's frail, okay? He's frail. Yeah, he's <laughs> he needs to drink more milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's it, there's this weird thing where people have survived falls from extreme heights, but then some people will fall, like, literally five or six feet, yeah. and they'll, they'll sever, <laughs> sever their spine and die. Like, yeah. it, it's Dude. happened. It's really horrible and scary. Um, my friend was in the military and he was telling me about someone in his unit who was a, a paratrooper and his parachute did not open when he jumped out of the plane and his backup didn't open Whoa. and he landed and he survived. He basically shattered all of his bones, uh, but yeah, he survived the fall, which is in- insane. Yeah. Apparently there's like techniques you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they say aim for trees. Yeah. The way you land. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Better than. Oh man. Yeah. yeah let me, let me, let me tell y'all a story. Let's, let's, let's talk about some skateboarding. Story See, time. uh, I was like 16. And I was skating at a skate park, and there was this, uh, um, we'll just call it a box. It was like it, five feet high, five, you know, five feet off the ground. And then from the top of it, there was a gap over another ramp, which is about five feet. I spent about an hour. I'm 16. I'm trying to do what's called the backside 180 over this five-foot-high, five-foot-long gap to the ground. Backside is when you're spinning, and you can't see where you're going because you're looking behind you. I think I fell like 30 times. And every time I would hit the ground, I'd slip out or I'd, you know, roll. And then finally I landed, rolled away all clean. And everyone's like, oh, and they're all cheering for me. And then literally like a minute after that, some like seven-year-old kid was jumping up and down and frolicking with his mom, slipped on the ground in front of the ramp and broke his ankle. Oh, jeez. And that's when I was like, man, that weird. That's crazy how like I can jump off this on purpose Mm -hmm. for like 30, you know, 30 tries. And each time I fall, hit the ground, I just bounce and roll away and get up. And I'm like, I want to try it again. Well, like there, it's such a strange thing. Like there, so my brothers were both in a car accident, probably about ten years ago now, uh, on the highway while they were doing eighty, and the car was like completely totaled, and they had their seatbelts on, and thank God they survived. There are people who end up like permanently brain damaged after a a literal fender bender. It's just, it's crazy. You never know. Yeah, dude, it's legit. 
you have some people like will bang their head just a little bit on like yeah. the window and then it's just like causes damage. But uh, are, are we are we basically saying that this Antifa guy has been severely injured and we must, you know, I have no maybe, idea. Maybe he got really hurt. Part, I don't know. Part of me was like did not want EMS or anything. I was like that that vandal deserves to lay there in pain. But that was like a, a mean part of me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. In the way you want to take no. care of your enemies as well, like the wounded, yeah, love no your enemies. who they are. Yeah. We we you know in 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 the movie The Patriot with Mel Gibson. Yes. He tends to both sides yeah. after yeah. the battle. And then the the British, you know, because they're evil and, and they always will be. The Red Coats, uh, exactly. Basically, you know, burn his house down. Love you, Because Brits. they did it. I'm kidding about the Brits. <laughs> You've evolved. Well, You've apparently. Evolved. we know you hate the Brits. Uh, apparently, no, there's a big controversy, so I guess. Because yeah. in that in that movie, they depict the British as, like, really brutal. Like way over the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and so, they, like, like, make them Nazis. Yeah, no, for real. Like, much. he kills yeah. his kid. Yeah. He's like, you tended to the wounded. Kill his son. Yeah. Mel Gibson's is great at propaganda. It was such American propaganda, that movie. Good movie. Yeah, I mean, you know. Massive American propaganda. No, the, the truth is the, 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 the British Empire had power, and they were basically the state and telling mm-hmm. the Americans who were like, yo, leave us alone what to do, and so conflict breaks out. But – and anyway, I think, what are we talking? How do we get into this? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, treating the wounded. On oh, yeah, yeah. Treating, treating the wounded, wounded. Yes. So actually, I'm conflicted on this too because there's a difference between like understanding there's a conflict and a war and these people who keep doing this stuff. They don't stop. And what happens is they set fires. They break things. They don't get arrested. In fact, we render aid to them. Yeah. And so I understand I would never let a person just sit there. If they were truly injured, I'd call them at, you know, medical team. I'm just pointing out. The, the, the difficulty here and how do you stop someone from doing something dumb like trying to climb chase while they're screaming get down and then he gets hurt and we're like who no. all saw that coming yeah well that's the thing I mean treat them but they should face the the full consequences that are due to them legally like we should be arresting these people of course don't let anything yeah them but up. it's the it's the prosecutors and and I'll tell oh, you this yeah. man we've had a bunch of conversations in the past couple of weeks where I've been like tax the rich not literally but I'm just saying stop billionaires from influencing politics and I, I get a lot of pushback, you know, like uh, uh, we got I, I get pushback for, you know, by Jack Murphy, and Michael Malice, and they don't they didn't agree with me on that one. But my issue is these district attorneys, they're getting put in office through the money of these ultra wealthy yeah. progressive billionaire types. Not all of them are progressives. I, I don't agree with any one of these billionaires just flooding the zone with money and shutting out the opinions of the actual people who live there. But when people are just swept up with hundreds of millions of dollars in propaganda, these DAs get elected. We know that, you know, George Soros, for instance, it was, was donating a lot to a lot of the district attorneys. That's just a conspiracy theory, Tim. I don't know why you would it's, ever it's say also George Soros' name. I want everyone to know that I like having a YouTube channel and I denounce Tim right now. That's, That's horrible. But, so, you say anything about George Soros. It's true. Well, I'll tell you this. It was the, it was the, the Mercers, the Koch brothers. It's George Soros. It's Bezos. Mackenzie it's Mackenzie yeah. Bezos. It is, uh, Tom Steyer, Michael Bloomberg. All of these ultra wealthy people dump money into politics. And one of the big things we saw was that, uh, uh, I believe this is really funny, like Fox News. I think Newt Gingrich was on. He was like, you know, George Soros's foundation was helping to get these district attorneys elected. And then Fox was like, we don't we don't we don't say that around here. And then people what? were like, that's a fact. That's so, funny. That's so funny. To but me. You, you're, apparently you can't even say the guy's name. Anymore. That's creepy. The po- Look, the point is, I don't like the billionaires, the millionaires and the billionaires Here's doing this because then let's listen. These people do dumb things. They get arrested. And then the newly elected DA who's very progressive goes, you're free to go. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. No charges. It's crazy. You should, there should yeah. be some oversight. You can't, can't name Soros. If I had only read one single book in my entire life, I might compare him to Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. He was self-made, right? Yeah. George Soros, didn't he come from well, look, look, a lowly... The left 
Apparently, the only books they've ever read are Harry Potter. That's true. Here's Great the thing. Books, All they way. ever reference are Harry Potter and The Handmaid's Tale, mm-hmm. both of which are movies or exist in visual media. So it's like, I know you didn't even read them. Yeah, you literally <laughs> you just like, the movie. The yeah. only literature they quote like exists on television. Did so, you guys ever read I don't know. Dune? No. Dune, you got to read it. Aren't they making it? When's that, when's that new movie coming, coming out? out? Soon, yeah. I don't know. It's been, they made a movie with, with Sting in the early 80s. And yeah, they, I saw that one. They made a made-for-TV movie was, with William Hurt, which was, was way better. It was weird. Yeah, the, the, the movie, the David Lynch movie was a little off. Oh, uh, yeah, you told awkward. us to watch it, didn't you? Not the David, well, watch it for weirdness, but the made-for-TV <laughs> movie is way better. But the book, the book. I heard the book was good, yeah. That, that was Why, a what's tangent. it about? It's basically this kid, this, this, these... This king and his son, his family, have to flee the planet, and they go. Or they leave the planet, and they go to this new planet that's a desert planet, where the, to harvest the spice, which is like this galactic uh, spice trade trade item. And um, there's like conflict over the over the spice, oh. political conflict. I thought there was gonna be magic. something like an, an, an analogous to you know Antifa. No, it's just such a great <laughs> book that all these I guess you call them the leftists. And Harry side, Potter's yeah. great. Dune, read Dune. Dune. It is political. Maybe there's something to uh, it. Yeah, th- these people just don't read books, man. Well, this is the, uh, my favorite thing. I saw this meme a while ago, and it was like comparing Trump and Harry Potter instead. Just like troll lefties. It was very funny, but it was like favorably comparing Trump to Harry Potter, and people were spreading it around. I thought that was hilarious. What so, who in, in that context, who's Voldemort? Probably Hillary. Probably maybe Soros. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, come on. I'm not into Harry Potter. Just, what are, you, just, what are we just, talking about? Like, I, don't... <laughs> I love how, like, at this protest, they're holding up a big banner that says Solidarity. And I'm like, what, what, what is that? What protest? At the one where the guy climbs the wall and then falls and, and hurts himself. Oh, my gosh. They're, like, holding up a big banner that says Solidarity. And I'm like, do you people, like, know what you're talking about? I, for real, like, what are you the banking establishes a problem, but painting black stuff on their windows isn't. That's going to show them. That won't get the serious? cops to come out and crack <laughs> I, down. No, no, I can just imagine, you know, the CEO, you got Jamie Dimon sitting in the, I don't know if he's still CEO, whatever, probably. And then he looks, he looks on the TV, he, he looks out from the hundredth floor of whatever building he's in, and he sees tiny little dots, and he goes, what are they, what are they doing? Is that, is that black paint on my window? Yeah. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> and then he goes, oh, push the button. And he hits, <laughs> and he, and he hits a button, and the, the building is electrically charged, and the guy's electrocuted and falls off the building, and everyone just thinks he slipped. That's what happened? <laughs> then, oh, my God. That explains everything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like when the, when when the guy tells the story about what happened, it's very dramatic. He's like, in his, like, all my muscles seized up at once. In his version of it, he's super ripped. He's like, <laughs> he's like a hundred feet in the air. And then Jamie Dimon punches him in the face. Like, You'll pay for this, Dimon. <laughs> Planes are flying by shooting at him. Like, all right. Anyway. There are better ways to protest the banks. Agreed. Keep that in mind, guys. Yeah, I've always well, the, maintained like, audit the Fed. Damaging a window does nothing to anybody but the people who have to clean it. What right. is this guy? Did you guys see this guy suing the Federal Reserve? Have you guys looked into that? I at think all? he's going to win, Ian. I think he might. I think he might have a chance. The Federal Reserve is going to sue them for everything they have, and they're just going to keep printing and printing and printing, and he's going to be the wealthiest person who ever lived. Did you guys see Ryan Long's not Antifa window repair? Yes, that was hysterical. That was so good. That was hysterical. So they have shirts that say not Antifa window repair, and he's like, we like figured out a way to maximize profits while we're you know protesting, and they have Antifa shirts, and they take them off, and it's like not Antifa window repair. And he's like, basically, we go out, organize these protests, so everyone smashes the windows, and then we're right there to pick up the business. <laughs> Freaking brilliant! <laughs> and then they actually went into bodegas and like talked to them, like, we'll fix your windows if they're, you know, if they get smashed out. Oh. Yeah, good stuff. Good, uh, good comedy. Yes. Good Ryan Long 
comedy. He's yeah. a genius, man. All right, well, uh, have we have we talked about Antifa falling off the falling I think falling we have falling? That to death. Yeah. Let's talk about Let's the talk section two thirty stuff, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The first thing I want to do is I want to leave with this. 81m.org. Have you guys seen this? Mm. Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? No. no. 81m? 81m.org. No, no. Tracking the White House YouTube channel. Oh, yes. We were talking about this. This, this is, is crazy. a great story. And it's not shocking at all. Oh, no. I mean, it's crazy. So check this out. If you go to 81m.org, they say that they're analyzing the real like to dislike ratio versus what's displayed on the White House channel. So you'll look right here. Check this out. On uh, April 5th, 14,570 views. The video is titled, President Biden Delivers Remarks on the Tradition of Easter at the White House. You can see the official approval rate, according to YouTube, is 12.58%. It's got 1,599 dislikes. The real approval rate is only 4.76% because it has 4,606 dislikes. This is every single video. You can see that they're deleting dislikes, not nearly enough, Okay, in this one, it's not very, it's not much different. Some of them are, are fairly dramatic, like it says a thousand dislikes and there's four thousand. This one's got twenty thousand di- dislikes, what? and YouTube claims it only has seven thousand. Now, when I first saw this, I thought to myself, how, how do I know this is true? Yeah, exactly. Maybe they're just My lying. Question. Yeah, they could be lying. Could just be it's liars. True. Could be liars. Oh, Dirty. Well, that's the story. Then. Pants on fire, liars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they also include an additional metric to compare using the same data. At the end, they say, trust me, bro. Yes. So I'm yeah. pretty sure they're yes. telling the truth. And come on, man. Don't yeah, come you. on, man. Yeah. Come, come on, man. man. I'm like, well, I don't know. Uh, he's got a point. That sounds like Biden. <laughs> they track PewDiePie. When you look at PewDiePie's like to dislike ratio, it's almost identical across the board. There are some disparities. But that's because YouTube does legitimately get rid of spam dislikes from you know bot farms and things like that. Mm-hmm. PewDiePie is overwhelmingly, no, his numbers are accurate. So when you look at a massive channel like his, then you look at the White House, it's very strange. Wow. Now, again, I'll say it. It's possible the people behind, eight, behind 81M are just, like, giving us bunk numbers and then claiming that they're QAnon right Trump supporters. Yeah, far right. Yeah. <laughs> Is it 81M.org? Yeah, 81M.org. That's possible. Yeah, maybe they're just lying. But uh, we know for a fact that YouTube has already stated in the past they do remove likes from the White House uh, uh, YouTube it's channel. Likes? Dislikes, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And they announced that they're, uh, they announced that they may get rid of the dislike feature. I heard about this. For people's health. I like I that. hope so, because it's bad for my health when I get a dislike on one of my videos. Yeah. I wish YouTube would come through and delete some of those. But you can still see them. It's just other people can't. Oh. Oh, that's oh. not good. That's not going to help my health. What yeah, does I that think, do for didn't me? Didn't they change it to say not for me instead of a down vote? I did see that. And you're like, this, this video that. kind of video is not for me. And then the algorithm tries to feed you less not videos like me. that. I, thought, I saw a, a I screenshot saw of a Steven Crowder video that yeah. said, not for me, instead of dislike. Huh. Um, I never disliked. Since 2007, I kind of made like a, a personal choice to never do that to someone. I either like it or not. Mm-hmm. If I, I actually, don't like it, I don't say anything. I actually think they should get rid of uh, dislikes. Really? What's yeah. that? Likes and dislikes? Dislikes absolutely do hurt channels. Hmm. They make sure that other people can't see the content. So what happens is, because Crowder brought this up, that they'll put out a video where it's like, Joe Biden says, you know, X. Mm-hmm. And people will go, I can't believe Joe Biden said that. Dislike. Oh, yeah. uh, and know, then he's like, no, video. don't dislike us. Dislike, uh, yeah. we, we agree with you. Like, well, like what we're saying. Maybe it's possible to adjust the algorithm so that disliking the video doesn't result in fewer people viewing it, but the audience is still able to know what the general consensus on the video is. I yeah, mean, you I, can have, like, Facebook has little emojis, so you can have the angry emoji, yeah. the heart emoji, the thumbs up emoji. Uh, make it more and, complicated. And they kind of show, like, did you, did it make you angry? Did it make you happy? Did it make you laugh? So you, they could use that algorithm. I've got a really good idea. I think this is the future for YouTube. 
they have five stars. And you can give the video a ranking <laughs> of a zero yeah. all at the beginning or five stars. And oh, each wow. video will be somewhere along the spectrum. Boom. Wow. Like why why didn't anyone ever why try Why didn't anyone ever like, do oh. that? Yeah. That would have been yeah. great. They should have been doing that when, since the beginning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right when they started, they should have had that they system. Like it, before they, they before Google bought it. I'm just a genius. Them. Yeah. yeah why, when did why, that change? Why did they get rid of that? I have no idea. Honestly, I do think like a like-dislike thing is more accurate than a star system, though. Because someone could be like, I like this. But... Like what someone considers four or five star content is going to vary wildly yeah, between right. people. Two Very people can subjective. like something equally as much, but one person's like, this is five stars, and the other person's like, three and a half. <laughs> yes. so, I saw a Yelp review once where it was like the restaurant got th- a th- three star rating out of five from someone, and they were like, this is one of the best restaurants I've ever been to. Absolutely great. Three out of five. And then the owner was like, what? would you mind giving us more stars if you really liked it that much? But it's because the person thought three out of five was like really good. good. Four was like, wow. And five was too perfect Impossible. to exist. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I found I was on a trip and I booked my own hotel, unfortunately, without reading the reviews. And then when I got there, I was like, this place is a little sketchy. Why don't I check out the reviews? Oh, no. So I went to the reviews and it was so horrifically bad. I was like, I'm going to go. I'm just going to look at the worst first just to see if this place is dangerous. It was very dangerous. One of the reviews was like, someone was killed here the night I was staying here. <laughs> the next day, I'm not kidding. The next day, someone was shot in the parking lot. I was like, okay. And then one of the, one of the reviews said, it was like listing all these things that were wrong with the room. And it was like, and I found a crack pipe under <laughs> the sink. Free it, crack pipe? Yes. I, it was <laughs> like, complimentary. Like, I was fine with a mint on the pillow, but Hunter, apparently Hunter a crack Biden? pipe under the sink is, is the new thing. Um, and the response from the hotel was thank you for staying at Blankin. <laughs> oh, no. I was crying, dude. I have to, I have to send the screenshots to you because I was like at this hotel and I was horrified, but I was also laughing really hard at these reviews. I was like, ah, I have where, to leave like it? right now. This was in, uh, this was in Georgia. Ugh. Wow, yeah, bad neighborhood. Yeah, it was, it was in a bad part of town. Should have read the review. Because here's yeah, the thing. The I looked at the reviews. Well, here's the thing. I so foolishly, I booked it very quickly because I was in kind of a rush. Mistake. But it said on the website's page, most people who come here return later. So I was like, oh, <laughs> oh okay. it must be a nice place. Well, it turns out people who like go to hotels to do like yep. drug dealers and other nefarious <laughs> things will like go to the same hotel a bunch of times. Hey, this place worked. I like, yeah. come so- back. Sorting reviews by likes or sorting them by dislikes so you can see like all the dislikes first. I also like sorting by recent. So yeah. you can be like, what happened yesterday? And the nice thing about Steam, for instance. like someone gets killed at the hotel two days in a row once, and all of a sudden yeah, people don't like the place forever. That's a lot bigger a deal <laughs> yeah. than three yeah. years the, ago. Look, but, so, oh, okay. Steam lets you see how many hours someone has played a video game oh, before yeah. they rate it. So you I can like kind that. of get some perspective. So if you knew more about the person that was giving the rating, you might be able to tell. But then, I mean, that's more of a complex algorithm. Well, it's funny because I was searching for other hotels, and I, I found this place, and I was like, I'm going to look at the negative reviews first just to see. And the worst review was like, the attendant was very rude to me. Okay. I was like, I'm staying here. <laughs> this is great. Like, this is- the, the, the main issue with like the YouTube dislike thing is that, first and foremost, the White House is an official channel mm-hmm. that produces content not as a career, but because they're – the White House. Yeah, so they put out was, updates. So everyone smet Joe Biden at the end of his press conference. Has to be like, smash that like button. <laughs> <laughs> he should like be saying that. Yeah, yeah. Like, share, subscribe to the channel. Hit the, Thanks for watching uh, YouTube. You know the thing. Press the like. The thing. Could you imagine if he's at a press conference again? And he's talking to the press corps, and he's like, 
Now, for all you journalists, uh, you know, sitting in here, you know, we're on YouTube, so I'm going to give a shout out to everybody. Smash that like button. <laughs> Don't forget to hit that notification bell and subscribe. We're really close to breaking 1 million subscribers, so come on, man. Become a subscriber. Is he holding up his play button? Is <laughs> you know, Jimmy yes, Kimmel, Kimmel does it for the t- for his show, so maybe they <laughs> should start. Really? Yeah. yeah, at the end, there's like an insert clip where he's like, thanks for watching our YouTube right. channel. Just press- Be sure to... They should, he should do that. Biden should do that. He would be able to. Yeah, he should. I would, I would actually is, give him a thumbs up if he did. I would yeah, too. I would be like, I have to. It's, it's Joe, so Joe Biden. Biden. It's Joe Biden for sure. 100%. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, I admire the hustle and I've yeah. been in his position, I so I yeah. get it. He's so, like plugging the federal government's now running on Patreon. They're like trying to get <laughs> Like, all right. We, it's got 328.2 million <laughs> patrons. <laughs> no, dude, it's like half and that. It's like, <laughs> it's like sub, sub, if you, if you make this much money, you must subscribe for this tier to make this much money. And it was Amazing. like, and then in big bold, Letters. If you don't subscribe, we'll come at, and arrest you at gunpoint. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, that's how Patreon should work, right? So, so listen. Here's here's the issue I have with the dislike button. Let's say somebody likes political commentary and they like subject matter about whatever. Mm-hmm. When they give a dislike, they actually like this kind of content. Yes, they actually like this subject, but they disagree with some something in it. Maybe it's the opinion of the person in an article. Maybe it's the opinion of the host. But they do typically enjoy this kind of mm-hmm. content. The dislike in that regard doesn't work because then it results in fewer people seeing content they would actually enjoy. So the, ultimately what I'm saying is if I make a video where I'm like, I think the government should bring back government cheese or whatever. Yeah. People are going to be like, yeah. bad opinion, X. Mm-hmm. And then what they're really what, – what YouTube hears is not, I dislike this opinion. YouTube hears this video is a bad video. Mm-hmm. on the channel. So then there may be people who actually agree with that opinion and they won't be served the content. YouTube is effectively creating political silos mm. where they force people into oh, one or the other bubble. Because if you capture a liberal audience and you say liberal opinion, all the liberals give you a thumbs up. So then YouTube's like, share it with more people. Yeah. If you say conservative opinion and, then, and, and liberals give it a thumbs down, they stop showing it to anybody. Then what happens is these people are forced to choose Whichever bubble that YouTube sorts them to, it's almost like, you ever see that thing where they have the conveyor belt with all the little baby chickens on it? And then they're like picking them up and looking at them and throwing the males into the meat grinder? Yes. Yeah, That's very basically, rude. It's basically like what That's it how is. how it feels, getting a dislike. <laughs> Every single one. I'm like. <laughs> That's, not, That's not what I mean. What I mean is, you start a new channel, right? Start a brand new channel and say, my opinion on immigration. Whichever person that YouTube randomly suggests that video to, mm. assuming they do. If their opinion is liberal and they give you a thumbs up, then YouTube's going to start growing your channel. Mm-hmm. If they send it to a conservative and your opinion is liberal, your channel your channel's crushed. But mm-hmm. in addition to that, like you said, you'll you'll make a video, you'll say these people got murdered and tortured, and the person will be like, "Thank you so much for making this video and telling me about it. That's horrible that they got thumbs murdered. Up. Thumbs yeah, down. No, exactly. Like, yeah. And you're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. exactly. That's what I was saying, Crowder. Because well, it's important for people to remember that that the like and dislike button is not there for you to assess whether you're happy with what's being reported on. It's there to bully creators with bad opinions. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. what we have to. Keep I or or just ugly ones. Yeah, you know, like me. Yeah, exactly. Every time I'm on the dislike. Ratio, you guys just get ratioed super hard. I was like, why is this ugly man on bigger. the podcast? Exactly. Did you know? I, I need a haircut bad. They look, you, you know? should grow it out. You afro that thing all the how way. Come, how, you know, you know, it's built for it. What, what really bothers me the most though is that people aren't smashing the like button for this handsome gentleman. Smashing! Smash that this, like you button. You guys have to hit it. We're almost at a million subscribers. Yes, Do we this. Are. We're for gonna this. get the, the, the plaques. So but not even for the plaques. I want the plaque. So <laughs> guys, if we don't get, if we don't get, how many, how many likes do you get on average? 
We get like 10, 12. No, if like, we don't 12, get 15,000 likes, I'm deleting Freedom Tunes. Oh, right no. now. We, Ultimatum. So smash Guys. that Cemented. like button. Well, no, this, this resulted in a genre of videos that were literally just smash, smash. the like button videos mm-hmm. where it was really funny. There'd be like a guy and he'd be like, hey, everybody, what's going on? We're going to smash that like button. The camera like zooms in on his face back and forth. There's like explosions and it's like 5 million likes. And it worked we because YouTube would prop those videos up. Dude, so I, then people just started doing that. That's that's it. I love that. Pe- I mean, people will always find a way to mess with the rules. Everyone's always trying to get away with something at yep. all times. Yep. Sometimes people will be like, and go ahead and smash that. And they'll have like low energy. But like you got to like – it's more in like the build up. Like, like you can say tap that like button. But if you say it with like vehemence, you know, then it yeah. gets people to tap it. Dude, that like here's but if you the don't thing. Have the energy, then that happens it's to me funny. sometimes because like there there are some videos I ha- end up having to pull an all nighter in order to finish, and then I don't record the bumper until right before I upload. So the video is like really high energy and crazy, and then I'm like, <laughs> guys, please like, chance, <laughs> and hit the like button if you can. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm like stumbling over my words. I literally become Joe Biden when I don't have enough sleep. I'm like, oh, the, the, you know, the button, the thing. <laughs> Maybe they should get rid or alter. Up, thumbs up to say like show me more of this because on Facebook that's what it does. If hey, I get, would you like to know more button? Yeah. yeah, click here if you'd like to know more. At the end, would you like to? There know shouldn't more? be a like or dislike. Once the video ends, it should go. Would you like to know more? And it just should appear, and you can click it. That's mm-hmm. it. With Facebook, yeah. I, well, would you like to know more about what? The specific video from this know. from yeah. this person so is basically from this person. I'll, I'll, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. Like on it went Facebook, over my head. I'll I'll go down the list and I'll I'll see things from people that I like following and I don't even care what they put, but I'll just like it because I want to see more from that person. So I've broken the out. Al- I've seen passed through the algorithm. Can we it's get three thousand about- likes for Ian breaking the algorithm like, and looking yeah. past it? Like it absolutely. So apparently, if on Facebook you post that you have a, have a kid and got married. It'll appear on the top of all of your friends' oh, feeds. Wow. And so what people started doing for a while is they'd post like, just got married and had a, had a, had a new child. So excited. Anyway, none of that's true. I just want to let you know that I'm having a barbecue at my house. <laughs> no joke. People were doing that. It's hilarious. Because the algorithm found out that people interacted the most with posts about marriage and having kids. Mm, yeah. And everyone's like, love it. Yeah. And they're all commenting <laughs> and thumbs up. So they get boosted. And then the algorithm makes no sense. <laughs> Shameful, Tim. I know. Yeah. That's fraud. Well, we're talking about uh, social media manipulation, mm-hmm. and I think this, this should segue us into our, our next really major story. Oh, yeah. Clarence Thomas blasts Section 230, wants common carrier rules for Twitter. Thomas claims Twitter's right to cut off speech raises First Amendment problem. This is a, an amazing story. Do you guys remember when Trump got sued for blocking people? Yeah. What? Vaguely. No? Uh, there was, here's the thing. Probably I'm... I'm not going to say I didn't pay attention to it. Maybe I did. But there were so many Trump stories that it's like they've all just kind of – they're sure? gone now. Good they're point. all out of my head. They just got washed right out. <laughs> as soon as he left office, I was like, that's it. Don't need to remember any of this. Fact, this like Dumbledore with yeah, the pencil. Just like you took your memories exactly. out oh like my Harry goodness. Potter. Don't, I'm going to get a generational spirit if you keep talking about Harry Potter around me. I can't. <laughs> okay, so Trump got sued, and this court ruled Trump can't block people. And it was like one of the stupidest rulings. To, a lot of people were like, that's dumb because Twitter <laughs> is a private business. And how could it be a public forum? Here's the ruling. Trump tweets, it creates a public forum where people can reply. So if Trump bans them, it's violating their First Amendment right. So we can't do that. Then a lot of people were like, but Twitter's a private company and Twitter can remove that. Yeah. And Twitter did start putting restrictions. So how can you call it a public forum created when a private company has a right to remove this? The way I viewed it was like, imagine Donald Trump holds an, holds an event open to the public, but hires a private security contractor. So what, the private security company can kick people out? 
and viol- protesters show up. Oh, but it's a private security company. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the ones running this event and, can, and control things. They have the authority to remove people. So it's not a violation of your First Amendment rights. If you're protesting the president and a private company removes you, so the courts ruled, Trump can't remove you, but a private company can. Yeah. Makes no sense. So it actually got upheld on appeal. Then it made its way to the Supreme Court where they dismissed it and vacated the ruling. Congratulations. If you're a politician like AOC, you can now block people again because she was also implicated in this because she was blocking people. Here's where it gets crazy, though. The whole thing's backfiring. The left wanted the regulation. And with this ruling, Clarence Thomas issued this massive opinion. I mean, massive in terms of the like the impact it may end up having. He issued his opinion, which will have a massive impact, in my opinion, where he said that how is it that a private company like Twitter can ban the president? But, you know, these courts are claiming it's it's a First Amendment issue. Maybe these are not platforms. In fact, they're common carriers like phone companies. Yeah. Here, here, here's, here's what I'm saying. The rules for Section 230, for those that aren't familiar, basically say a, a web service platform can't be held responsible for the things its users say. You've got to sue the user. Long story short. If I have a, a, a if, if, if Seamus has a, 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 a blog, let's say you set up a blog where you write articles about religion mm-hmm. and you, you have a comment section so that people can respond to you and give you thoughts. Mm-hmm. And you have rules where you're like, this is specifically for talk on Christianity and, and our opinions. It makes sense, in my opinion, then to ban people who yeah. violate your rules mm-hmm. because the point of your website is for you, Seamus, to publish, yeah. not for the comments. Those are ancillary. Those are peripheral to the, to the, to the main objective. Twitter's express purpose is users commenting and posting things, which is more like a phone company. Yes. Imagine if like you went to Verizon for a phone, not to talk to people, but to hear what the CEO of Verizon wanted to tell you, right? It's very different. You know what I mean? Oh, but you can call someone, but every day you open your phone and there's the CEO talking and then you can like, well, I think you're dumb. Hmm. That's, that's more like what, what they're trying to claim. You know what I mean? It's kind of how these Android phones are. I don't think Google doesn't. Hit me with an ad every time I open my phone, but there are Google ads. Well, on that there. is just—they are just burning every money if they on. don't do that. Right? Don't don't give my the libertarians got mad at me though. Uh oh. Oh no. <laughs> the Libertarian Party of Texas said it was horrible for free speech Horrific, because a yes. company was being—the government was getting in the way. Yeah. This is the this is the weirdest thing to me about the the, the Big L Libertarian position yeah. on this. Why is it that the Big L Libertarian Party is pro-authoritarianism unless, as long as it's coming from corporations. It's really That's weird. That's very weird. Yeah. Is it, right? So I'm little L Libertarian, meaning I overwhelmingly just want the individual to be protected. When a massive multinational corporation is dumping money into politics and manipulating the, 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 the ability for people to speak and get their you know, representatives elected, it's authoritarianism. And I'm not okay with that. Well, yeah, it would be one thing if it was like a totally, completely free private market. Then it would make some sense to be like, no, they have to be protected and we can't break them up. But there's so much state involvement already that it seems as if state involvement in the direction of helping people to express themselves instead of allowing the big tech companies to do whatever they want and be supported in that decision is probably uh, more in line with a lot of the classically liberal principles libertarians have, agree or disagree with them. You can't break up Twitter, though. Twitter works as a service because of its ubiquity. Yeah. If you broke up Twitter into like 10 services, nobody would want to use any of these services because like, who would you be following? Mm -hmm. Unless they were forced into the Fediverse, then it would make sense. But you can't break up Google or Twitter in the same way. You can break up Google because Google has a bunch of different companies. Like Google search can't be broken up. They dominate search, period. Nothing you can do about it. However, Google, you know, Alphabet also owns an ad network, ad sales. They, They run ads. They buy ads. And they've got, you know, G Suite. They've got Calendar. They got all these. 
Yeah, all of these different areas that do company. a bunch of different crazy things, you could break that up. So in terms of, of, of big tech, what I see is the usefulness of social media is in its monopolistic tendencies, mm-hmm. not in terms of abuse of its users, but in the fact that everybody uses one service to communicate. So that's, that's why I'm very much in favor of it needs to be regulated. There's not going to be Twitter 2. Parler almost came about and it got crushed. Yeah. So that's, that's where it's really bad. It's not about antitrust. It's about, what, what is this, Rico? What is it, racketeering? Yeah. What do you call it when all these companies come together and they collude to stifle any competition? Hostile takeover? No, it's just, no. it's trust no. violations yeah. and stuff like that, right? Yeah. That does sound like Bad here. stuff. Hostile takeover is when you buy a company out, right? Yeah, those, like those were made you, illegal you, you, in the you, 19, early 1900s. No, I think they still happen. What do you mean? Well, they're supposed to be illegal. They buy up as much as much shares as possible until they have controlling majority, like, and then they take yeah, over. Yeah, they ruin the value. Which of the is other what those horrible, which, the, which is what those those horrible redditors did to GameStop. It was very I sad. Know, truly oh, awful. Well, did you hear that they're going to be issuing new stock? Really? So Wait, I, they just started over. GameStop, I think, announced that they had a bump in sales and that they were going to be doing a stock offering, and then a bunch yeah. of people started selling because a stock offering means the short sellers have an exit. Hmm. However, the stock still is at like 200 bucks. So really, that's yeah. ah, a lot of money. It's still really high right now. Yeah, I'm yeah, surprised definitely. it didn't. It didn't you take know, a dive. My thoughts on this free speech thing is that I've never heard of a corporation upholding free speech in the in the history of the world. That is what the United States government was built for. So obviously, I think we should well, rely on the government for this one. The the government doesn't guarantee free speech. The government is sto- is, is prohibited from infringing upon free speech. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So when people this, the republic the, the libertarian party responded to me on twitter and they were like you think the problem will be like it'll be made better with government involvement mm-hmm. and i'm like the government involvement goes so far as saying you can't do that mm-hmm. not that they're gonna show up to the twitter's headquarters nationalize say, twitter yeah yeah and then you send your tweet out and they give you a tracking number they'll be like it'll be up in two weeks <laughs> like, right yeah, the right. government is like it's in inna- your inalienable right is the freedom to speech mm-hmm. now we're gonna make sure people don't infringe on that yeah it's yeah. not it's not about the government working at twitter it's about a pathway to a lawsuit it's about the government saying, you can sue over this. That's, that's it. And, and well, and there's also something to be said for, even if you left the system the way it was now, for the terms of service to, to be applied equitably. That's a good point. Because there are so many people who have said things which are horrifically violent, but it's in the direction of assaulting conservatives. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we saw this a lot, not to beat a dead horse, but hey, some dead horses needs their, need their butts kicked. <laughs> and this is a pretty serious topic. The whole Nick Sandman story is the perfect example. You had, like, grown adults jumping on this kid. No one has a more punchable face, and yep. we should put them in a wood, wood chipper. Just yeah. psychotic stuff like that. Right. And they weren't banned. Yeah. But then Trump was like, you're my special boys and you're very peaceful. And they <laughs> deleted Trump completely off the platform. They're screaming at the top of their lungs. Get rid of him. So here, here's, what, here's what's going to happen. Uh, what could happen with Clarence Thomas? It doesn't do anything. They dismissed this case. They vacated the previous ruling. But Clarence Thomas's opinion could be used in a lawsuit or as a justification for regulation of these platforms through Congress. I really doubt Congress would do anything because, surprise, surprise, huh. the left is not in favor of free speech huh. when it's their enemies that are being censored. Mm-hmm. So there's potential there's potential for a lawsuit, I suppose. Under Clarence Thomas's opinion, someone could now sue and say, here's what Clarence Thomas said. What would they sue exactly? What would they sue for? So it, it's it's interesting. I've seen a bunch of arguments and they tend to fail for, for, for a variety of reasons. But when you sign up for Twitter, you're entering into a, a contract with Twitter as well mm-hmm. as tweet is as, as, as like you're both in a contract. You're both parties to this agreement. Now, Twitter and most platforms say we reserve the right to ban anyone for any reason. And that basically, you know, cuts you off. You can't really do much. But the general idea we've seen from some people is 
We entered into agreement and Twitter violated that by removing me for, for fake reasons. The other thing, however, that I think is being overlooked by people is that Twitter should be sued for defamation and libel hmm. when someone gets banned. So for instance, when Milo got suspended, I think they said something like he was running multiple accounts. Okay. So they should have said we're if banning him for true, no reason. Yeah. If that's not true, then Milo should sue for defamation, for libel, saying they issued this statement to the press. It's not true. Could you imagine if they started being like, we're going to ban this person for no reason? We they just do. take, they what do. if, but they if, they, if that was their public dude? statement? But what if, they, if was, they had to say that or it was defamation? This person yeah. we're banning for no reason. What if like they, they run out of people to. to ban because they've just gotten rid of all their political opponents, but like the, the Twitter CEOs just, they still need blood. And so they just like start picking random accounts to be <laughs> sacrificed every year as tribute. They just like, just some dude <laughs> named Greg. They're just, just like tweeting. Tribute. He's like, he's, he's just like, he's just like tweeting benign stuff and they're like, your account has to go. They just like, will randomly grab people and remove them from the platform. It's like decimation. It's a, power trip. At, at that it's a point, power trip, man. For tribal reasons, the left has to support it. Yes. And so they all just like, they're like clap. Eliminate Greg. <laughs> just in unison, they're like, goodbye, Greg. Greg Wouldn't that be hilarious? Is if like, racist. we just and started canceling people. Like people fall so in line with the narrative that you can't find anyone to cancel. So they just have to randomly select people for canceling. And at like, everyone's like wearing their like cult hoods. They're like, cancel Greg. But it's just, you have to clap. Yeah, exactly. No, you have to cancel snap. Greg. You have to snap. <laughs> snap. Clapping. Jazz you remember clapping the jazz hands? Yeah. Clapping. Yeah, yeah. You have to do uh, jazz clapping hands. Clapping emoji. You have to snap. It's, it's clapping called is a soy a clap. problem. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. goodness. Soy clap. When you clap between words. Is that? Oh, that's right. I've seen that. Greg. But let me tell you, I, I have to be honest. That does make me appreciate someone's opinion more when know, they have right? claps between it. I'm like, this guy, Take you know, something that I don't. What? What? What is the clapping thing, and why do people do it? I don't know. I think it's just grab. A, like know. a cool guy thing. It's, it's, I'm making noise. Or are they like yes. singing? Yeah. Like I don't know. Like you're being, when you're they're being when loud. They're, like I think this thing. Like you are really. I always imagine like, like, like they're going like. I'll be real with you. Donald I think Trump is gotta go. Like they're clapping along to the music. You know what I mean? It could be. I did. I, I was guilty of earlier. I think when I was telling people to smash the like button, I was doing a little bit of a clap. But it just gets the people going. Smash, the, just, like smash the like button, and they do it because you clap, and that means you have authority. Yes. Clapping. Mm-hmm. Please yeah, clap. clap on, clap Please off. clap. Please clap. <laughs> oh. Thanks, we could have had you all. That's all we had to do is clap, but now we don't have Jeb Bush. Seamus. Yes, sir. Have you been following the news on Project Veritas? No, I have not. I know. They, I've, I, I've been I've been bad. I've been behind. Wax. I've been traveling so much lately. Mm-hmm. It's just... Sleeping under a rock, this guy. I know. I know. I, I really... I just haven't been sleeping is the thing. That's the issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the story from Project Veritas. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, uh, they sued the New York Times, right? Oh, snap. And they won a major victory. Really? The case is not over. Oh, boy. But so so I think James mentioned that there's only been like in the past 80 years, something like eight lawsuits that have made it past a motion to dismiss. Here's what happens. Wait, eight lawsuits against the New York against Times? Against the New York Times. Okay. There's something called anti-slap, strategic lawsuits against public participation. When you sue a prominent news organization or public figure, you have a, it's called an actual malice standard. Meaning you had to have known what you said was false hmm. or what you wrote was false, yeah. which is almost impossible to do. Very re- difficult. I think we've talked about this right. before. You really can't prove that somebody knew what they were saying. How do you wrong. read it's, their mind? It's really difficult to prove intent. However, in general, if you can get past a motion to dismiss, you can go through their messages and Ooh. you can put them under oath, which Veritas now will be able to do. Here's the, oh, here, well, hold on. boy. They didn't clear their inboxes at the New York Times, I they hope. They've been instructed to preserve all data and communications. Oh, it would be a, they, Did it, they smash their cell phones with hammers and, and delete every, all 30,000 emails? Yeah. I'm sorry. Do you want to know what the best part about this lawsuit is? P- tell me. The defense the New York Times had oh, 
to get James O'Keefe's lawsuit dismissed was that their factual news articles are actually unverifiable opinions. Really? Really? So they said the quiet part loud. They I had love to. it. Yeah. They, it was it was a defense. They basically said when we called Project Veritas deceptive and, you know, said these things about him, those were just our writers' unverifiable opinions and are thus not actionable. And the judge said, seems to me that if you're stating something is a factual news piece, mm-hmm. but your, inter- your reporters interject their opinions, you should be required to tell people it was an opinion piece. But wait, Tim, if, if it's the opposite of fact news, what is that? What's that called? Opinion news. Uh, the opposite. Fate. There's another fake, F, fake, F faked word. Fake. Fake. Some kind of faked, faked fake, news. Fake, fake news, news, which has been faked. Huh. What is unbelievable? CNN. Uh, I never thought I'd live Guys, to see the day. I know. This. Yeah. This. No. This is serious. I mean, Project Veritas may may have, if they win, and I think they they will based on this preliminary ruling. Wow. It sounds really good. This could set precedent that could last for a hundred years. That would be yes. beautiful. Yeah. I really Listen, did not. I did not agree with. Um, no, oh, never mind. Sorry, I was about to make a comment about the New York Times. Oh, this is New York Times. Or is this yeah. CNN? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm all over the place right now. New York Times. Yeah, I didn't agree with New York Times, uh, you know, opinion pieces on the uh, Holodomor either. Really weird. Going back a long oh, time. Oh, those opinion pieces. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those opinion pieces were pretty bad. That they got Pulitzer Prizes for. Yep. Uh-huh. For their opinions. Get, the Pulitzer Prize in opinion. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, the, way the, the way the news has typically worked, and I've talked to lawyers about lawsuits, is they say, Tim... I'm sorry, they smeared you. There's nothing you can do. It's an opinion. Mm. And I was like, so you mean to tell me if someone writes an article and says like Ian is, you know, far right or whatever, they they can publish that in a news article and just say Ian Crossland, a far right commenter, even though there's no factual basis to that. And they're like, it's, it's their opinion. Yeah. And I was like, hold on. If a news organization is claiming they're reporting facts, doesn't matter. That phrase is an opinion. And I'm like, how how is this the way things work? Yeah. Veritas sues. And the judge said, if it's, an, if it's a fact-based news story, stands to reason, you have to tell people if it's actually an opinion piece when you put opinions in it. Yeah, it that so. changes the whole game. Yeah. So, like, if oh. they were to say something which is objectively verifiable, so if they were to say, like, Seamus Coughlin has an IQ below 85, and I yeah. sued, well, they would win because that's actually true. But um, right. if they make – so I'm curious. If they make objective comments about a person beyond – Far right or far left, right? Because these terms can be used any way you want to use yep. them. When, what, where is the line drawn with opinion? So if you, so for example, if you were to say something like that, like this person is, is, is stupid or this person, like something where there's a set standard though, where you like made a comment about someone's IQ, but in a disparaging way, but that's something that could actually be verified. Would that be opinion or have you like sort of trespassed into the area of fact? It's, it's actually really crazy what constitutes opinion and mm-hmm. what constitutes fact. So saying like, uh, Shame, Seamus Coglin did a backflip. You know, uh, off off Tim's deck to the ground. Yeah, I said you did something that's a fact. Yeah, it is. If I said something like Seamus Coglin cheated at a game of chess, Mm. that's an opinion. Mm. What? But hold on a second. You can. uh, There are objective standards for whether a person cheats at chess. No. First of all, I don't know how to play. Right. (laughs) But so so you know that I cheated. And so, but but so I shouldn't say necessarily it's an opinion. It's arguable. Mm. So I went through this with with a lawyer over over a really old piece, and it's basically like, well, what does cheated mean? Mm. Define cheated. Like broke the rules or changed the rules to benefit himself mm. or in some way took an action unbecoming of the traditional. It's it's like white what? supremacist. What's define white supremacist? Uh, I would say Trump supporter. The point. So if you call someone a white supremacist, it's actually un, it's a non-actionable opinion. 
Really? Yeah, yep. so I knew that that was true with labels like extremist. I was unaware that calling someone a white supremacist is, is like just a matter. I knew it was oftentimes so, just used as an opinion and no one was really using an objective definition, but my understanding was that that's an actual label. Here, so, here's the issue. Or like far right. Dude, I'm so old. I remember when you had to be conservative in order to be considered far right. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, uh, there, there was an article that came out a while ago and I was talking to a lawyer about it. They called someone a white supremacist, and they said, define white supremacist. And I said, well, the, I believe the academic definition is, a, is an individual who believes the white race is superior. And he said, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. That's not the academic definition. What? The academic definition is about whiteness and privilege. What? Yeah. That's journalism. I mean, that's, I'm sorry, that's, that's college universities. Mm-hmm. They say white supremacy is the structure of dominant racial hierarchies in society, which could include Asians or whatever. And so they changed the definition. So if you go into court, and say, Your Honor, he called me this, and it's verifiably false. The individual will say, No, look, here's here's how we define it. Here's how everyone believes it. And because the media accepts the alternate definition, opinion, interesting, unverifiable and opinion. So, so, but it, and then of course, yeah, they're not required to define their terms. Mm-hmm. What if I was yep. like Seamus Coughlin, whose cartoons bore millions of people a month? <laughs> would that be an opinion? opinion. Well, but that's a fact. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just watches and they just have their eyes half closed. Uh, like, opinion because that was that was boring. anodyne enough for, for a like, <laughs> and then they'll hit the but, like button. But if I'm like Seamus Coughlin, who's white, who's racial supremacy, who's white skin, then that's a fact, or that's also no, a, it's an opinion. No, okay, if you call I'm me white supremacy, it's an opinion. Over my a statement of fact would be Ian Crossland threw a baseball at a baseball oh, game. Oh, and it was either true or false, right? But the other ones are this is Ian how Crossland I has a it. weak sissy arm is an opinion. Ian Crossland, who has a weak I sissy see. arm, threw a pathetic pitch at a baseball that, game. These all opinion. sound like all facts to me. All of these sound <laughs> like unless facts. you didn't it's actually not throw wrong. a baseball. Yeah, your opinion facts. is <laughs> your opinion's on the money. <laughs> yeah. Starting a little war here. It's just it's crazy that push-ups. so I, I want to avoid getting into too, getting into dangerous territory with YouTube because I want to make sure this is a conversation people can hear. But saying someone did something isn't always a statement of fact, which is weird. Really? Like, like saying Ian Crossland cheated at a game of Magic the Gathering could be opinion. Could Le- be. That's dangerous. Could be. Wow. So if you were like, you got caught and everyone saw you sliding cards in your deck or something, or I could be like, I saw him shuffle that one way and I say, he, in, in my expert opinion, that was a cheating move. Or for instance, there's a, there's a move in Magic. This is a, this is a good example. It's a, this is a deck game where you shuffle cards, right? For those that aren't familiar, there was something going on where people would – so you, you can shuffle your opponent's deck to prevent them from cheating. You could say you, you can cut their deck. So pros would hand their deck to the other player. The other player would shuffle it and hand it back. There was one thing people would do where they would shuffle it but then keep the, the last card and throw it on top of the deck. Ah. And they would see the bottom card was, in fact, a not good card. Mm. Then the next turn, the player would draw the bad card. And so they said that was cheating. Others argued that's not cheating. You can cut the deck any way you want. Information that's revealed because the card is visible is not cheating. But hold on. But you would actually, so, but it would only be opinion if that was what you were referring to as cheating. If you were referring to something as cheating, which is objectively agreed upon by everyone who plays the game as being against the rules, then it would be a statement of fact, no? This is where the problem comes in, that apparently opinion or fact has a lot to do with whether or not large, large enough amounts of people agree with a certain Mm. definition. Interesting. Oh. Right. So if I said, You know, like, what's something everyone agrees with? If you, uh, uh, a name you could call somebody that meant something objective to every person, which is hard to find. Mm-hmm. Ian Crossland is a X. And everyone's like, oh, an X is very clearly this thing. Yeah. Then it would be like, well, if he's not, then you made that up. The problem is not everyone agrees on what things are, yeah, which makes it weird. Honey is sweet. 
Mm-hmm. And that could be a fact, but not everyone's going to taste sweetness when they taste honey. It is that I think would be a, a, a fact. It'd be hard to argue yeah. because the high sugar content. Because and, so many you know I mean? people. But think about it. people saying things like male and female don't exist. Uh oh. Right. That's. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is objectively not. That is an, an anti-factual statement. That's just that is fake. That's news. the problem. Ten years but, ago. Yeah, but on. of course. But yeah, I, I agree that generally it's it's a it's a matter of consensus. It shouldn't be. So like, yes, practically speaking, I mean, there are facts, there are moral truths which are objective. But we operate in a culture where many people believe many different things, and so of course there we don't have the sort of same like hegemonic narrative that we might have surrounding gender that we did uh, in a time where things made a little bit more sense with respect to our sexual politics. This is interesting. Think about religion. It's a really good, really good, mm-hmm. good context. Like, uh, how, 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 how is the Pope defined? Mm-hmm. Like, in terms of his position? Yeah, the, he's the authority. vicar of Christ. So imagine someone who's not religious would say yeah. that's that's fake. That's not yeah, true. That's not true. That's oh. fake. So but, then, how could you prove defamation based on that? So, but here is where you do get into a matter of fact. So, if you were to say, like, if a non-religious person is to to say that, like, they don't believe the Pope is, you know, the successor of Peter and Christ's vicar on earth. That's one thing. But then if they were if they were to say, like, Catholics do not teach that the Pope is Christ's vicar. Now, right. now you're talking about something that, like, we can – the first I, – I believe it is a fact that the Pope is Christ's vicar on earth. But if we're getting into something that everyone agrees is factual, you just look at what the church teaches. And if you're saying the church teaches X when it objectively teaches Y, then you are – Lying. And so this, this is something that happened. Like Joe Biden was repeatedly referred to. I've said this before on the show, but he was repeatedly referred to by the media as a practicing Catholic. Huh. Um, despite the fact that he actually does not meet the criteria for what is considered a practicing Catholic based on the definition that the Catholic Church sets. Because one of the conditions is you have to give full assent to Catholic teaching, which Joe Biden objectively does not. But in the right. eyes that's of a, that's a, a great, non, that's exactly it. That's in the eyes point. of a non-Catholic, he does enough, and they're like, "Oh, he seems like he's practicing." They don't even know what the word practice. They don't know means. what the word practicing Catholic means exactly. But practicing Catholic. So if they were to say like he is a a devout person or a holy man, well, those are those are more subjective. But practicing Catholic is a technical term. It's not a subjective label of identity. Now, what if what if someone said in an article, Ian Crossland, comma, who is objectively, factually. The Antichrist, comma, huh. was seen shopping for a new pair of jeans today. Oh, crap. Total opinion. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. It's, yes. It's, it's, it's a faith-based thing. They can't say your lines. So then here's the question, though. Weird stuff. Are you allowed to throw around words like objectively yes. if you're acknowledging that you're only speaking an opinion? You are. What? It's, wow. it's the weirdest thing. Like so I was, if I were to say, like, Ian is objectively a white supremacist. That's just opinion. Yes. Because define white supremacist. I if told you, Trump voter. If you have a critical race theory definition yeah. of white supremacist, then yes, Ian is. New facts emerge showing yeah. that I think Tim's a big jerk. Yes. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's an opinion. And, and, and of course, the, the trade-off, the trade-off that they have to come to terms with but won't is that when words become so subjectively defined, they no longer carry the same weight. So for years and years and years, the word racist was thrown around like it was nothing. And then probably around the time the 2016 election came around, and this is not an original observation, other people have said this, they realized that the word racist just wasn't cutting it anymore. So you'll notice like it was right around 2017 when they started calling everyone white supremacist instead, because it's a much more objective sounding term than racist. And also it's one that can only apply to white people or people who are in favor of this structure of whiteness or whatever you would call it. Um, and now that seems to have lost all meaning. So I think the next term they've sort of moved towards is, is incitement to violence. Right. 
Like, oh, yeah. if, if you agree with what Trump said or did or you promote his movement, that is incitement towards violence. And that's something they've sort of been doing for a long time. Uh, critical theorists have done this. Oh, if you disagree with trans ideology, then you are inciting violence against trans people because hate crimes occur against them. And that's the result of the fact that you're creating a culture of hatred, etc. But it's such a, it's, it's so easy to make that argument for any group of people. For example, I could say, well, veterans have a very high suicide rate. So, you know, criticizing U.S. foreign policy probably makes a lot of them feel horrible about their experience overseas. So you're contributing to their suicide rate. You can play these same games with any group you want. So imagine a journalist emails you and they're like, Hey, Seamus, we want to just get some, some comments from you real quick about the story we're working on. <laughs> Delete uh, is yeah. what just, I do. Just, just a real quick question. How, uh, w- would you be in favor of, you know, say, people pooling their resources to try and improve technology towards newer, cooler energy tech like fusion? Or Seamus fusion? supports the Green New Deal. And Is then they it? would write, yeah. hold yeah. on. You're like, oh, that sounds good. Then they would write, Seamus Coughlin, comma, a proponent of the Green New Deal, comma. And, yes. you, and you would say, that's not true. I never supported that. They'd be like, we asked him in email if he was in favor of supporting Green New Technology. He said yes. Mm-hmm. So we call them a proponent of the Green New Deal. Which, to be fair, that is the one left-wing policy i do support the green we can't we can't afford not to have a green new deal right now (laughs) it's insane the best part because you just said that you can never sue someone who claims you're proponent of the green new deal even though i'm just hashtag jking doesn't matter really yeah because that does not hold up in a court of law jokes i'm a proponent this is a new new meme (laughs) if somebody wrote seamus coglin of freedom tunes who is a proponent of the green new deal said today that blah 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 if you sued, they would show that clip where you said, it's the one thing I actually agree on. And the judge is going to be like, I think a reasonable person can conclude you were joking, but you can't hold them responsible you for not understanding You can't expect the media that. to be reasonable people, so we're going to let them off the hook here. Yep. There, there's a possibility that they'll say a reasonable person would have understood the joke, and thus they shouldn't have. But I think actually a reasonable judge would say, you can't just assume someone understands your intent. That's hilarious. If you say something and someone takes it literally... So everything everyone has ever joked about really could just be literal. Oh, yeah. Wow. And the, the issue what about, then what becomes cultural enforcement as to whether or not you hold institutions credible based on what they say. So the question is, like, what if I'm playing a character in a movie? Does wow. does does Jeff Goldblum actually believe life will find a way? So the issue he then goes it. to the actual malice standard. If there's a clip of you mm-hmm. and you say something like, the Green New Deal is the best. I absolutely am in favor of this. And it turned out to be Tim, a... Tim, now you think it's saying about you too. Oh, of course. But I but I, I like the the real Green New Deal, not the AOC Green New Deal, which is a cult manifesto. So I actually do like the idea of infrastructure investment and new technologies. I don't like AOC's version, which is some kind of weird cult manifesto about equity and healthcare and paying people who don't want to work. Mm-hmm. That's garbage nonsense. But before the Green New Deal, now we're getting to the Green Well, New she's Deal. the boss, yep. dude. She's the boss. The so point you is, come up listen, with your own plan. And until if, then, listen. If someone writes a story about you saying you support the Green New Deal, mm-hmm. and they see a clip from a movie of you saying it, you can't prove actual malice. Because oh. they'll say, look, I realize after the fact he doesn't. But at the time, I genuinely thought it was true based on but what I what saw. What if you kill someone so, in a movie, and they say, a known murderer? <laughs> We're actually not that far from that happening, though, is the problem. What, what about um, actual malice standard? Oh, come on. Something's wrong. They knew that. I know. So you they have- could have just gotten the clip. So, so I'm so- sure I'm sure there are some lawyers who might have like, listen, this is this is mostly just based off my experience. I'm not a lawyer. My understanding is the challenge is proving actual malice, meaning if Ian says Seamus did something, Seamus has to prove Ian knew beforehand what he was saying was false. If someone says, here's the clip we saw of Seamus shooting a rocket launcher into a building full of nuns, then people would be like, 
Well, a reasonable person might conclude that didn't happen. Well, hold on. But can we now say Tim Poole, who falsely accused Seamus of shooting a rocket launcher <laughs> in a group of nuns. Who supported week, known he false He calls himself a journalist and he spread this <laughs> fake news. Can, so what about Ed Norton? Can we say that he is a white supremacist? Well, you can call anyone a white supremacist, I guess, but could you call him a neo-Nazi? Is neo-Nazi an, actually, an actual defined term? Opinion. Neo-Nazi. It's opinion. What if you say, like, curb stomp somebody, killed them, because he did it in a movie? I think he you chose could, to I, portray I, a known Nazi. Or what if you don't? What do you have to well, say? Sorry, to you, portray? You, How do you here, prove malice? Here, listen, listen. Here's what ultimately comes down to: whether or not the judge thinks you're being reasonable or absurd. The problem is with Times v. Sullivan, you have an actual malice standard, which means knowing that what you're saying is false. Mm-hmm. That's a really hard thing to prove. Yes, extremely difficult. So the New York Times fought Project Veritas. In a ridiculous way, saying our fact-based news, it was actually unverifiable opinion and thus is, is not actionable. So and the judge was like, yo, this is, a, this is not an opinion section. So what you're saying is taken as fact by most people. It doesn't matter. This is, this is, this is the importance of the Veritas ruling. They're basically saying your opinions are purported as facts because the New York Times. Therefore, you lose the protections of, mm. you know, that, of the opinion standard. Wow. Oh, okay. And, but, but right. the NYT, of course, is saying, Actually, we are, as a matter of fact, opinion journalists, no? That was their defense. And then the judge responded. The New York Times responded that their fact-based news article about Veritas was actually unverifiable opinion. Ooh. And the judge then said, okay, while typically opinions, you can't sue for someone's opinion, you put them in a fact-based news article. Mm -hmm. If I say, so this is where it gets interesting. This article is 100% fact. Ian Crossland is a lying thief. Yeah. Then they can be like, that's actually your opinion. If I said this is my opinion, Ian Crossland is a lying thief. Then they can't sue me. And if you do a fact-based article with 99% facts and then one opinion, the entire article becomes an opinion yep. piece. If this And suit- it must be labeled as such. Okay. That's so this is, this is why Veritas is so important. Because in the past, when I've talked about libel suits, every lawyer says, it's an opinion you can't sue. And I'm like, they straight up accuse me of doing a thing. No, it's an opinion they you said can't I murdered defi- orphans. But you can't define some of these terms, like causing hurt or violence mm-hmm. or incitement. All of these things are interpretable. Mm-hmm. So you can't win. With this new ruling, changes the game. That's Veritas opened the door. You know- so here's a question. What if you're, so you mentioned that the article can be 99% fact-based. And if it's one, like Snopes would sign off on all of it. But if there's one part, which is opinion, now the whole thing is an opinion piece. But it has to be labeled opinion. But OK, but what if the opinion is real? Like, what if you're listing facts and then at the end you're like, yes, this did happen. There was this scandal with the Biden administration, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, you're like, I enjoy grapes. They taste good. It's and it's an obvious opinion. Or like if at some point in the article, something comes up, which is your opinion, but isn't quite related. Maybe you're setting up the story, but everything else is fact paced. Now the whole thing is an opinion piece and I can yes. say whatever I want. Fascinating. Mm. Well, 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 hold on. You can't say things you know to be false. Are my cartoons opinion or yeah. did those happen? <laughs> I don't know. Dude, you make a good point because <laughs> I'm pretty tired right now. Just like yeah. movies. Was, was was Joe Biden? What, what was your latest one? Joe Biden. Joe was... Biden stutter. Please check that out if you're watching. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys know this, but Joe Biden, it's not that his brain isn't functioning well and he's not fit to be the leader of the free world. He actually has his stutter because that's how oh, stuttering yeah. works. Okay. Yeah. So I did a video on Joe Biden's speech therapy class. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. He gets the stutter worked out. It's <laughs> it's it's just uh, gut busting laugh. Too. Fest, yeah, yes, yeah. laugh fest from start to end. I did a video of him in math class as well. I, you know, I think I think the funniest thing 
to like in terms of Biden is talking about putting the razor blade in the barrel. That's the, dude. Up. That is the best. <laughs> t- 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 we out. Tim and I have a bit that we're. We, yes. I don't want to spoil it, but we have. We're probably gonna do a freedom tune based on another <laughs> so one. Based. On. We just, <laughs> the idea was too good. <laughs> I don't know. How Before the up. show, yeah. we were talking about Biden, and as we always do, mm-hmm. I can uh, opinion. My opinion is it was a good idea. Thank you. Agreed. Hey, you made a great point about movies and how if an actor does something in a movie, it doesn't mean that they did it in real life yeah, because this is a TV show. Whether you want to, I don't know if people realize mm-hmm. it or not. We're on TV right now doing characters mm-hmm. on a show. This is not how I am when we sit around a table I and wanna, eat dinner. Here's, I want to stress we're elevated one, versions of ourselves. One, we had a correction. So is all social media. Okay, we have a correction? correction real quick. Zerosopher just super chatted. I'm wrong. Actual malice is quote with knowledge that it was false or with reckless disregard of ah. whether it was false or not. So if it was a movie clip of someone doing something, it would be reckless disregard. But that was just your opinion when you said that malice is the standard. So really, can't, you're not wrong. And, it was just and, your opinion. Yeah, exactly. It was my expert opinion. I did not actually know it wasn't true, so it's not actionable. My, my point is, this is a TV show. We've entered a new stage of art creation where mm. social media is an art form. We're, Very, we're becoming sorry. heightened artistic characters that we're creating and we're projecting. So how can you prove any of this stuff is really who we are, what we say on social media? Ian's not real. Ian actually yeah, he's is an astral projection. Figment of Jack's imagination. Yeah. He's an astral projection. It's yes. True. I have come here to warn you. Be good to each other. <laughs> now is the time. We're fractals of the greater whole. <laughs> I love it. Well, there you go. Oh, beautiful. Um, okay. So I'm wondering. Interesting. How can you? Is prove- that a fact? Let's get, made- let's get Snopes in here. Are we fractals? Are we fractals of the greater whole? I would say no. I'll see what Snopes has it's to say. It's the holofractographic universe. I would love, universe. I would love Snopes to fact check. Is Ian Crossland from Timcast IRL? An, an astral, astral projection, projection. Like a segment of Jack's imagination. <laughs> Partly, Partly true. Partly true. <laughs> Partly true, yeah. Although he is from the outer verse <laughs> and has inhabited the body. He, does, he does have a physical form in yes. this reality. Does he? he is no. also I don't know. Has, born. Snopes, has Snopes actually verified that no. he has a physical form? No, I no. So. They're, uh-huh. they, uh, I'm, I'm in contact with them <laughs> okay, good. about that. I wonder if we'll be able to prove that anyone that did anything on social media was not a character they created. There they weren't doing a bit. Well, it's a, well, My whole Twitter is a bit at this point. But that's... My that's, YouTube channel basically was. I mean, I believed a lot defense. of it, but I said it in a crazy character way. That is an age-old defense, though. Like, I was just kidding. And, and sometimes people abuse that. It's like, you weren't kidding. I but s- also, it's hard to know because sometimes you'll make a really obvious joke. People are like, can you believe he said that? And you're like, I was yeah, joking. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. dude, you're falling back and it was just a joke. Come on. I just don't care anymore. Like yeah, you're, you're uh, I, tweeted, I, I tweeted today is four five, which will now be known as Trump Day in honor of the forty fifth president. It got like a thousand retweets. Yeah. No, it will. Be. That is literally a joke. I just thought it was funny because I was doing I, I do the dates for when I'm making playlists and I'm like, oh, it's it's four five. Oh, 45. It's, 40, it's Trump Day. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm tweeting that. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. People were like, a lot of people were just laughing. Like, but there. And then I, I tweeted, welcome to Twitter. Enjoy your stay here. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just. There are these people I, – I mentioned the hooping thing when Jack Posobiec posted the clip of uh, George Floyd saying he was hooping. I responded with the Urban Dictionary entry for what hooping is saying, get your hooping – don't forget to get your hooping mug. It's a joke. The whole thing was a joke mm-hmm. because Urban Dictionary says it's, you know, shoving stuff up your bum. Oh, gross. But it says at the bottom, get your hooping mug <laughs> on Urban Dictionary. And then these people were like, I can't t- – Tim, you know, this is why people think the right is so racist because, you know, they say things like this or whatever. And what? then someone was like, Tim claims he's from the hood, but he doesn't know what hooping means. And I'm like, no, uh. it's a joke. You, you're like, you the kind of people who thought my impeach the queen tweet was real. <laughs> right. This, this is what – so I don't yeah. even care. What's yeah. the, what are you going to do? Yeah. Reckless disregard of the truth. At this point, we have a faction of people who are so unable to empathize and understand humor. Mm. How could the reckless disregard standard even hold? 
Yeah. So I know these fellas um, at this publication called The Babylon Bee, and oh. they're very, you know, like... They're handsome, but they're very slow, and I try to explain things to them. And no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> they're both great, actually. But um, I'm not sure if you guys have heard, but Snopes has, has fact-checked them in the past. That's been a really big problem. Yeah. Then what happens is they're demoted in the algorithm because they're, they're considered to be fake news, even right. though it's obvious satire. And people – I did a video on this a while ago, but they had this really bogus study where they said that some large percentage of conservatives believe that Babylon B headlines were factual. But the way they arrived at that number is they took Babylon B headlines, removed them from the context of being published by a satirical outlet and reworded them in a way to make them sound like they were serious. So there was one headline and it was something like the evidence against Russiagate was put there to test our faith. It was like obvious joke, right? And it's a caricature of the creationist argument that uh, fossils are put there to test our faith. And, they reworded it to be like this media pundit said that his faith in Russiagate is unshakable and no evidence could change his mind. It's like, okay, well, you've totally changed it. So this, that's where it gets really dangerous with fact checking and, and the fact that people get a lot of leniency who actual journalists will get this leniency that comedians and satirists on the right won't get. Right. Yeah. Like the, the articles in question would say something like, it you know it was like AOC stands atop her desk and proclaims her her her, her uh, proclaims her support for communism to much fanfare. Then flags drop down and the Russian uh, the, the Soviet anthem plays. Yeah, and then they would reword it to be like AOC announces that she's she's forming the Communist Party. And it's like people would be like, oh wow, that sounds like real news. Like she's joining. Like she's and then but it was like the actual context was absurdity. They were they stripped out the absurdity to make it factual news that could be real. Like Seamus, Seamus Coughlin goes yeah. for a walk with the dog when the actual article was Seamus Coughlin walks world's giant dog, you know, clearly yeah. a big red dog, <laughs> and clearly th- false. And this is funny. So I was actually just going to pull up, um, I, I wrote this, it's been probably about two years, but it, it's been probably been about two years. So I was pulling up the script on my Google drive so I can pull some of the examples up, but just to verify that, um, it was just friendly ribbing. I, I just got a, an email from Ethan. So we don't actually hate each other uh, as I was checking. No, no, I love those guys. Um, <laughs> great article. They buddy. are. So basically they reworded. Yeah. So the article, it was, yeah, CNN, God allowed the Mueller report to test our unshakable faith in collusion was reworded as CNN anchor Anderson Cooper said his belief that Trump colluded with Russia is unshakable. It will not change regardless of statements or evidence to the contrary. Like that, that actually sounds. Like yeah. Like it say. sounds like something. Some, but it, it's, exactly. Um, it, and, and so they published this whole study about how people are buying into fake news as if it's fact, despite the fact that this is obvious satire and basically everyone knows it. And so, yeah, it, it's, it's extremely upsetting and it's totally one sided because this yep. never happens the other way. Well, I mean, again, even actual publications like, well, let's not call New York Times an actual publication, but people <laughs> who purport to be telling the truth in a fact based manner are given this leniency or, or there are at least attempting to get the kind of leniency that satire websites on the right don't get. I would say at this point, based on the ruling from this judge, that it is a fact that the New York Times injects opinions and masquerades as a factual. The New York Times masquerades as a fact-based news outlet when, in fact, it's publishing opinion pieces under the guise of fact. So there's this guy. I don't know if you guys know him. He's, he's like Michael Bellis, Michael Malice, Michael Michael Malice. I think you guys might be friends yeah. with him. No, he's, he has said some things. Malice. Malice. He has yeah, said some May-lice. things, which suggests he's kind of doesn't like 
the New York Times uh-huh. or uh, and he thinks sure they've been banned. Yeah, so I would just look into it to what he's written about this stuff because he <laughs> seems this guy, this no Michael Malice guy, is saying he doesn't think NYT is that great. So I would just we shout out to Michael look. too much. Oh, Michael no, Malice. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, Michael Malice. That's why I tried to say his name wrong. I was like, I can't keep. He, he was on the show last Thursday. Yeah, he was. He was great. Yeah, yeah. We just we we literally like shout him out like three times a week. He's very funny. Yeah, also a writer. His new book will be yeah, coming out great, soon. Dude. There you go. Now he gets another shout out. Yeah. Michael Malice. All right. All right. Let's go to Super Chats. We love you, Michael. Super Chats. Uh, let's see. So as, as per usual, the uh, YouTube. Oh, we got the tinfoil gorilla. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you guys see oh. it? In the, in the, it's, it's, it's in the chat. It's pinned. I finally put up the tinfoil gorilla thing. It's the it's the tinfoil gorilla shirt. He's a gorilla. It's got black tacks instead of white tacks, and he's wearing the tinfoil hat. And um, it's only going to be up for a little while. So this is a limited edition. We're going to do the tinfoil hat. Because basically I decided we, we were wondering whether we would do the tinfoil hat. And I was like, ah, let's just do the regular gorilla. So we had the graphic. And then I mentioned it. I was like, we'll put it up at some point. And then I never did. And then I finally did. Mm-hmm. So it's there now. You can buy it. And it will probably not be up for longer than like a week or two. Just because I figured this one will be special. So he's able to reflect electromagnetic frequency no. off of his head. And protect his brain. And his, Theoretically. And his panic, no, right? no, because electromagnetic waves can actually go through your body Uh-oh. and up your skull. Uh-oh. And then what it does is it actually makes it bounce around oh, more. Evolution. Yeah, people don't realize that it actually creates a dome that, like a satellite dish, it captures mm, the waves. I like it. So anyway, let's read some Super Chats. We got one, but I people can't People were thinking read. about your beanie then, just by the way. <laughs> That's right. Sure. I can't so read I the name because YouTube is blocking it, but they say, can't wait for you and B. Tatum, only two I joined membership with. Nice. That's going to be a lot of fun. Brandon Tatum? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Your mom says, who would win in a fist fight, Joe Biden or Bill Clinton? Hmm. Seamus? That's a tough one. I mean, Bill's Bill's younger, right? Good deal. Old, I think, yeah, who is older at I think this Biden's point, actually? Older. Bill Clinton age. Let's see if I get a fact or an opinion. Bill Clinton's 74 <laughs> and <laughs> Joe Biden. 78. Joe Biden, yeah, I guess Joe Biden is older. Uh, than Bill me. Clinton would 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 bop him one and win uh, because he's got four years, man. Joe, we're gonna put our fists up. Yeah, I think that I think, but it's hard because the last time I saw a picture of Bill Clinton, he looked like he. Look, neither of these men are in good shape. Mm-mm. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think uh, the victory would exactly be impressive. Uh, but I think that Joe Biden would probably lose. I don't think Joe. Well, here's the thing. So Joe, we know that Joe knows how to street fight. Right. right, like he has yes. a razor, he puts it in a rain barrel, bangs it on the cement, gets it rusty. <laughs> gets it rusty, yep. Brings, I'm going to wrap this chain around your head, uh-huh. right? And Bill Wright would be helping him. Um, but but Bill Clinton is younger and has, I think, a little bit more energy. And also, he could, he survived being married to Hillary Clinton. So yeah. I just, I okay. don't think... Tenacity. Yeah, I, I yeah. think that he's, uh, I think he's probably got the edge here. Biden's got the reach. That's true. He's got those long arms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Bill's probably got some yeah. crazy Kama Sutra yeah. Kung Fu or something. Yeah, you know he, what I mean? He's ready to tangle. Yeah. Yuck. He's been doing be it like, Let me life. show you how I do it, Bill. Uh, Since college. I mean, I mean, Joe. <laughs> let's go. Let's get in a fight. Got hair show legs. legs. Yeah. Hair legs. I think, um, I, yeah. Now, of course, this is, uh, this is factual and not opinion based. So yeah. you can quote me. No. All right. That's the way you phrased it. All right. Let's see. Logan Cisco says, IRL crew, Crowder made me think last week. Why is the left saying only cops need guns, but also ACAB? Mm-hmm. Also, Portnoy Pool 2024. Ooh, I like that ticket. I don't know about that one. Dave's cool, though, but uh, <laughs> I'm not running for office. Um, yeah, because there's no logic. There's only tribalism. Mm. They don't, they, listen, if you're like the people here, I believe, all operate on principles where it's like, I don't care about who, you know, which tribe it is. I care about whether it's right or wrong and will like, you know, make things better. Mm. And then you have, some people who are just like, I want to win. 
Hmm. And I'm just going to be on the side of the winner. So they're simultaneously like, only the cops should have guns. Only the social workers should have guns, too. That's right. right, Yeah. (laughs) Basically cops. That, that's the social worker thing is so funny because you would just end up creating a two-tier system, which would in practice end up being way more racist because the phone calls to social workers would probably be more likely to happen in neighborhoods where you have like these Karens calling the police on everyone and they'd send social workers out. So it would be, it would be areas where there's less violent crime getting a lot of the social workers and you'd create sort of like a two-tier system where impoverished neighborhoods were policed by actual cops and like wealthier neighborhoods and white neighborhoods yep. just got these yep. cushy social workers. Have you done a cartoon on the social workers responding to crimes? I have not. That seems like something that might be rally. something that might be fun. I could like, do something. You know, there's like there's like a city burning down in a violent fire, and there's like a criminal is holding people hostage. Is it Call the social worker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fish B eight for you says yeah yes Seamus I love Freedom Tunes you did a binge watch on the debunkers oh, earlier today thank you thank you keep watching this we're gonna be producing more we had a hiccup with the production of one that I was hoping to release this month but we might get it out later they've been they've been a lot of fun and I enjoy making them so thank you so much. Quiet guitarist fan says, should make a shirt with Ian that says, you could make that out of graphene. <laughs> also, correction from Friday, Christ was crucified on Friday and died on Friday. Oh, same Is that, that's yep. true? That's correct. Yes, yeah. Good Friday. Oh, wow. Good Friday. You can make a lot of stuff out of graphene. That's true, yeah. Ian's made out of graphene. Yes. It might not be wrong. <laughs> we are carbon, actually. All right. Chris Blank Production says, will you be posting your segments from your other channels on your website soon? Uh, they're there already. Just at the, bo- at, the, at the bottom. You scroll down and the other segments are actually there. So it's the last guy's chat. So Jesus was crucified and died within the same day. I thought he hung there for days. No, no, he died. So it was common for people who were victims of crucifixion to hang there for days, but, but Jesus did not. He died. They were like stabbing. Well, they were particularly, uh, they stabbed him after he was dead, but they were particularly brutal to him. In a way that they generally were not to people who they crucified. So part of the punishment was cruci- with crucifixion is that you would hang there and you would just have like your like face pecked off by by crows and you did yeah it, it was horrible. And, but no, he he died uh, quickly because of how harsh and brutal they were to him and he gave up his spirit and then they went and stabbed him. Through also one thing they would do to wrap the. To speed the crucifixion up, which they didn't do to Jesus, but did to the two break thieves the on the cross next to him, is they would break the legs too, so that yep. they would just go down and then suffocate. Wow. Because when you're crucified, you have to prop yourself up to get oxygen into your lungs. And so you will die of a, asphyxiation once you get weak enough to just hang there, um, which is, you know, th- and that's going beyond the unbelievably excruciating pain you're in. And yeah, they would just come up and, and crack the people's legs if they wanted to speed the process up, so they couldn't pro- prop themselves up and get air. Brutal. Exactly, they wouldn't yeah. break any bones, but they did pierce him through his heart, and yeah, water and blood okay. came out. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Zu uh, Zuavbro says, "Tim, I'm a cop. Things have gone gone crazy, and the environment we work in is very hostile towards us. The George Floyd trial will only cause more problems for us all." Yeah, man, I don't like that. Yeah, support support policing in general. We need it. But it, of course, you know, it's a big conversation. All right. All the gaming channel says, Hey man, say, say, say man, stop hating on Bible man. That's my guy. It t- took me this long to say this because I'm never able to catch the stream. <laughs> stop <laughs> hating on Bible man. Was that a show? <laughs> Did you know what Bible man is? Cartoon? Oh my goodness. Remember? I never saw it, but I've seen little bits and pieces. This was like, wait, was Bible man, was this live action or was this animated? It was animated. This is animated, right? So this so. is the 90s. It was a 3D thing? Yeah, I yes. I'm, I never saw any of it, but I, I definitely. All right. Sakantia says, okay, here's 50 from Ali. Now read it. How about LEO YouTubers, law enforcement officer YouTubers like Donut Operator, Officer 401, Angry Cops, or Mike the Cop, an experienced POV for LEO and some good input on cops among 
all this elio tension would uh, and misconception is it as an excellent idea i'm familiar with donut operator i'm not familiar with the others but uh i'd love what's up how about brandon tatum i know yeah for sure but i think think donut operator would be cool too i've seen his videos yeah yeah i've seen some of their stuff i think mike the cop isn't a cop anymore though right but he's still a law enforcement youtuber is it yeah yeah, aren't, aren't they all I think so. Are they all retired? Yeah. You I can just, imagine. I mean, who would want to do that job anymore? I just like Donut Operator. It's a great name. That is a great <laughs> right. name. That is like, a fantastic <laughs> name. Very self-aware name. Yep. Mm-hmm. Having fun with it. Troy Dunham says, hey, Seamus, love your channel. What is your take on the media blackout of the April 2nd insurrection on the Capitol? Oh, I'm not familiar. Uh, the media was so blacked out that I didn't even uh, get a oh, word on it. But God bless you. I'm glad you. I'm yeah. glad you support my my work and appreciate. It, that was the Farrakhan yeah, guy. Yeah, that was the Farrakhan guy. Yeah. Also, uh, a supporter of Lewis Farrakhan. That's weird. Yep. Why would the media talk about that? They dropped that. That's weird. The insurrection isn't that a threat to our democracy? Weird. This is very dangerous to our democracy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Crimson Seven says you guys are awesome. Thanks for helping me get to know the lies and truths spread by media. If the other people like me want to talk, uh, if the other people like me want to talk political and culture, I have a Twitch at Crimson27 where I like to talk about ideas uh, normal on around, normally on around 11 p.m. Central Time. Very hey, there cool. you go. Nice. Aces Maven says, glad to see Seamus on the show again. Woo. Thank you. I really you. enjoy Freedom Tunes. Maybe you can look into Kayvon Comedy as a possible future guest. Hmm. We'll check it out. Find someone to replace Seamus. done with me, through with me. Yeah. <laughs> Same breath. He's like, look, now Seamus is great. But let me tell you about this other guy. Hey, Fat Freddy's Cat says, Tim, check out the opening of the new skate park in Des Moines, Iowa. Do Tour will be there. It would be a cool thing if you were there. And I work too much. So that won't happen. That's cool, though. Holograms. Holograms. Astro projection. Simple holograms. <laughs> All right. Jerk Emperor says, I don't know how much more negatively I can handle... Uh, how negatively I can handle I'm horrible because I'm male, oppressed because I'm black, and now I just outright suck because I'm oh, no. a Trevor. No, <laughs> I didn't Trevor. pick that name, oh, guys. Snap. <laughs> Sounds like TimCast.com is anti-Trevor. I'm sorry, Somebody Trevor. super chatted saying Trevor sucks. It was just like as a general. <laughs> and so we started joking like Trevor's the worst. <laughs> Dude, I like Trevor. There. Hold on. I like Trevor. <clears throat> you know, I Trevor's, do too. Trevor's, Trevor's yeah, great. I thought, yeah, Trevor's awesome. Trevor. Yeah, who said Trevor was bad? What did, they're, they're bad. Why would you no, do? This is Trevor <laughs> cast IRL. So we're all about it. Males and people that identify as black. Pe- like those people are awesome. Yeah, people yeah, are yeah, awesome. Especially Trevor's. Agreed. All right, all right. Jack Doss says, I would like to file a complaint over our pillow. Oh the quality was too high. <laughs> I, bought, <laughs> I bought the one off Teespring as a gag for a friend. Come to find out it's decent. What the hell? I thought I was buying burlap and peanuts. No, no, well, no, here's no. the thing. Yeah. What keeps you up isn't the pillow. It's the emptiness in your stomach under oh, communism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. The Teespring version was just the joke graphic. And then I decided to make the burlap sack with packing peanuts, which we're going to have to figure that one out, how to get it out. Uh, the idea was to, have, to, to do something with Ryan Long where we would make this commercial. But I think... I don't. I don't know if the good pillow from David Hogg is actually going to happen. I don't think it is. And, yeah. and we need it what? to because on, the burlap man. is on what? standby. We yeah. do have them. We do have. Have you seen the our pillow? I saw one. It was actually in the room that I am uh, crashing oh, in. Oh yeah, it's so got, the, it's it got the, right there. I was very the, offended. I got rid of it. I was like, I can't sleep on this pillow. <laughs> it's got the fist holding the pillow. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. Zachariah Kitzman says, "Cop here. Most policies are open ended to leave liability on the officer and not the department. I.e., if a school shooting happens, the department can't mandate I go in because if I'm in, if I'm injured, it's on them. Oh wow! Mm. And then the cop gets sued for not mess, going in. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? All right. Let's see where we're at. Ryan M. Prower says, "Just got out of the military, but a week before I did, we went through that extremism training. I don't have enough room to summarize it here, but it was unnerving how the brief went and what the message was. I just wanted to let, and then it cuts off right there. They found him. They found. Yeah, they were like, stop <laughs> typing that. <laughs> You're wow. coming back. Can't they make you re-enlist? 
What? Yeah, I don't like, know. If, like if you're in for four years and you leave, they can reactivate you and force you to come back. Maybe. Or something. I don't know how that works. Pretty sure that's true. I think I've heard of that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, they can draft people. They haven't done it in a long time, but I guess it wouldn't yeah. t- completely shock me. They could yeah. pull people back in. I think it depends on your skill set. Nicholas Montiel says, last week a super chat said John the Baptist wrote the book of Revelation. It was written by the apostle John okay. when he was in exile on Patmos. Love you all. Stoicism episode. Yes. Yeah. Ryan Holiday. Yes. Is, do, do you know who wrote Revelation? John it was not the Baptist. It was a different John. John of Atmos. Is that what his pa- name was? Patmos. 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 Yeah. yeah. No, but, no, no. It's Apostle John when he was in exile on Patmos. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's and that's not the Baptist? No, it's a different one. Okay. Seamus, do you think that the vaccine passport is the mark of the beast? Like oh, Marjorie boy. Taylor Greene? Here's the thing. Um, <laughs> the mark of the beast, it, like... Low church Protestants as a group, not always. I love them. Some of them are super good people. I love them. But often we'll just kind of call anything the mark of the beast. <laughs> yep. So basically yeah, yeah, everything yeah, yeah. that comes out. Um, the Babylon Bee also had a very funny article. Is like the vaccine passport can now be like, uh, like they're now offering the vaccine passport like on your hand or forehead. Oh, convenient. Okay. <laughs> that is funny. Um, I don't know. I mean, people, there are so many things that people have said are the mark of the beast. I just tend to say, no. no what do so. you think is think. the mark of the beast? I'd, Super chat? Believe it or not, I don't think that's the uh, end of times. I think that's it's a typical view people take. Everyone sort of thinks their generation yeah. is the last one. Yeah. I don't think so. And also, like, Scripture says no one knows the day nor the hour. And it's very well possible that this is the, the end of the West as we know it or the end of America, mm-hmm. but it's it's not the end times. There hasn't been worldwide apostasy. There's been quite a lot of apostasy in the West, but in, in Africa and even in, in China, China, the church yeah. is growing. Yeah. Kiwi2113 says, love it when Ian brings up Dune. It is my ultimate favorite series. It's an interesting look behind the curtain of government in space. It was so good. I read it when I worked at Ground Zero. I would do 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. shifts, Thursday, Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and uh, had a lot of time on my hands Mm -hmm. doing security. And man, that book kept my attention. Eve Welcome says, Ian, you're adorable. If I wasn't happily married, dot, 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 wink. Eve. Well, fellow, Eve, you shouldn't fe- really be talking about people that you. way. If you are happily married, please <laughs> don't. Yeah. She says, fellow Dune nerds, unite. Or if you're un- even if you're uh, unhappily I'm married, you your shouldn't love talk language. about people like that. You should show your husband She says, Dune. bless the maker and his water, Bailal Kaifa. What does that mean? I think that's from Dune. I don't know. I read it. Yeah. She said, I don't ago. know. I read it. <laughs> it was a long time. By the way, I, I was not insinuating that she's not happily married. Just please don't. Even if you're unhappily yes. married, don't, yeah. don't Talbot, say emotionally unfaithful things. Talbot Link says, y'all need to read Machiavelli's Art of War. Very info-dense two-part conversation that discusses a great many structures and behaviors can work as a short play. It'll blow Ian's mind. Machiavelli. I didn't know Machiavelli did an Art of War. Uh, I saw you have Art of War on your desk downstairs. Yeah, so yeah. too. Great. I think that yeah. might be my little Art Someone of War. No, I had two. I think someone gave I think me. My, Tiffany gave it to it's me. Tim's favorite book. He's always plugging it. He's always telling me, "Read Art of War." I still haven't read it. Read have you read it through it yet? No. Um, have you ever heard that story about that Chinese general who was completely outnumbered and had very little resources? So he opened the gates to his fortress, climbed on top of the wall, and started playing a lute. Cho Kuliang, yeah, yeah. And then when the enemy's army shut up, they were like, "He's my. It's he- a trap. Retreat." <laughs> no, no, no. He's one of my heroes. He was Liu Bei's. Uh, he's known. He like invented the risky man. The the crossbow, the repeating crossbow. What else was going to do? Oh, cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's risky, but a lot of people would not do it's, that. Yeah, okay. it, it spelled like Zhu Jiliang. Cho Kuliang trap. So they were on. When you just demonetize me, that's dude. What I'm he's doing. one of my idols, historical idols. That guy. He's known as like a genius. Genius, that's strategist, and philosopher, that's, and artist. That's, that's that an is awesome brilliant. Story. That he is was a brilliant. farmer that 
retired from public life and did not want to join and they sought him out and had to go visit him three they called him the sleeping dragon the people wow. were like you got to find this guy and he went and he kept movie. appealing to him like please join me and he was like I, I and then he realized i have to, i have no choice i'm being called to oh, service yeah. that story is great you'll love cool. that guy god they thought it was a trap yeah a genius mm. Kill Dog says, hey, Tim, Ian is right. The entire seven-book Dune series is amazing. Truly great storytelling. That's I, right. I only read the first one. Ben Jammin says, remember when YouTube had five stars out of likes and dislikes? <laughs> and I'm fighting a sneeze right now. Oh, bless you. I'm not going to sneeze. I have some tissues Blessings, for you, Tim. Uh, you can breathe out your mouth really slow. So I today I am taking over. I am standing in for Tim, who has to sneeze right now. Uh, today's show we're going to be talking Normally about. Normally I can fight it, no, but the sneeze got it. me. Yes. So are you, here's the thing. I learned this recently. I thought that everybody sneezed more easily when they were staring at light. I know like staring into a light can induce sneezes thing. for me. Yep. But for apparently that's not true for everybody. Typically Tim, it's you for people with light eyes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, Tim, does like staring into the light help you sneeze or yes. make you have to sneeze? Okay. Yeah. I have a theory yeah. about that. It's called so, a syndrome. when you have like bacteria or fungus in your wind canal, um, and you stare into light, the light kills it, and then your body expels it. I don't think that's true. Yeah, that's I don't my think. Theory. That I sounds think more I think opinion. It just that sounds like a New York that's Times opinion piece. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it, it, yeah, opinion. By the way. Yeah. All right. Uh, I can't read Cyrillic, so I'll just read what they said. E says, Dune is awesome. Sci-fi TV series is a bit better than Lynch's movie, especially second installation. Children of Dune that follows the later books. It shows that Paul, the protagonist of the first book, is not a hero of the story, but a villain. Ooh, wow. wow. Dude, did you guys see this new story from the New York Times about the Mario? Yeah, this opinion piece? That, that the original Mario Brothers found in a desk for after 35 years. So 35 years ago, somebody bought an original Mario Brothers NES and left it in their drawer and forgot about it for 35 years. Okay. Whoa. They got busy. They sold it for, I think, like $660,000. Oh, in the, the box. Best, yeah, the best part, though, sealed, shrink wrap and everything. The best oh. part was how the New York Times had to explain what the game was. <laughs> and they say, according to the instruction booklet, it is a game about two brothers, Mario and Luigi, who are attempting to rescue Princess Toadstool after Bowser and his turtle army invaded the Mushroom Kingdom, turning the people into bricks. I didn't know that happened. Yeah. And so Mario, fake news. That's more NYT misleading nonsense. Check check this out. Mario's literally going around punching bricks, (laughs) shattering them, and then ripping the things from their innards. Like so, so there's mushroom people turned into bricks, and Mario punches them, shattering them to pieces, and then the mushroom remnants come out and he eats it to grow. that's crazy. I didn't realize that that was the plot. Wow, that is trippy. This, This sounds like opinion. Most people don't know that Mario punches bricks. Yeah, his little hand is up his there. His hand is up. I should clarify, punches it's the bricks. Super Mario Brothers. Mario Brothers was where Mario and Luigi <laughs> were in like a, right. on one screen, Whoa. and the, the things keep yeah. coming out of the sides. That's yeah. a fun game. That's in, Mar- in Mario 3. You it's can like play the arcade. That. Oh, I love that game. Yeah, the arcade version. Yep. Super Mario Brothers. Did you guys ever play Donkey Kong yeah. 3? Oh, boy. I hope you bring Donkey Kong Where you Kong jump up. up with a spray gun, and you're spraying Donkey Kong's butt, and he's like climbing <laughs> up <laughs> towards beehives, and like he's knocking bees down at you. I don't know. No, it's dude, so funny. I think I might... I mostly remember the original Donkey Kong, dude. That game was awesome. You jumping yeah. over barrels. Donkey, Donkey Kong yeah. Jr. was amazing too. Yeah, really good. I used to dream about that game. Oh my goodness! Yeah, like how can I make that jump to that other <laughs> rope? I would dream about. Did you? Yeah, I remember like back in the day. Dude, so we so we had a Sega Genesis. Like every time you died, you had to completely restart. And I remember as a kid, like having dreams where I finally got to the next level, and I'd be like, "What? What happens there?" So we got a couple different super chats from people. So I'll just read one of them about enlistment. Uh, enlistment. Carl Reese says, "My first super chat." When you enlist, you have an eight-year commitment to the government. Oh. You sign up for four. Yeah. You have four years active and four years inactive ready reserves. That makes oh. sense. 
Eight years. I, I I can't remember who I asked, but I was like, I think it's on the show. Would you recommend enlisting or going to the like going to college and getting a degree? And like, get your degree first, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and going like, in as like an officer. Yeah. Wait, they want yeah. you to get your. But so, can't you only take advantage of the GI Bill? Like, they, does the GI Bill pay off your loans after you have them? Or uh, I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, but I guess the difference is being enlisted or being a commissioned officer. Going in as an officer. Better going as an officer. Interesting. Daniel Bundrick says, the ironic thing about the knee being on Floyd's shoulder blade is that it would suppress breathing more than it were if it were on his neck. Interesting. Since no pressure is on the lungs, especially in the case of fentanyl overdose where respiratory suppression is common. Interesting. Yeah, very, very interesting. Bitcoin Hunter says, great show. Freedom Tunes is awesome. Oh, thank you. I agree with that. Thank you. Yeah. And that's not... No, I'm, I'm beating packed. that horse. Everyone's just saying Dune over and over again. Dune. Isn't it hilarious? I was going to say this earlier. It's hilarious like what people will seize on from a yeah, show. You never know. You discuss so many topics, but you, you never know what's going to stick. Dune I, is I know. underrated in our society. Dune, I think that's why. Dune is uh, Dune is awful. Oh, Super chat me and tell trouble. me why I'm wrong. Right. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Best. I knew you were going to do this. Yes. Tim, yeah. Tim. Dune I'm kidding. Sucks. I'm kidding. I don't know. Paul Atreides. Duke Harkonnen. Zazuba says, oligopoly is the word you're looking for to describe big tech and social media. I definitely like the idea of making Twitter a common carrier. Yeah. I, I, How do you I, do that if it's a public, a private company? I think instead Verizon's of Twitter, a private company. here's the thing. I think instead of Twitter, everyone in the country should just get one big like group text. And when you have From your Trump. opinion, you'll just like send your opinion out to the group text and everyone else gets it. Oh, it would just be going. Yeah, exactly. But like if so you find something really cool, you just like retweet it. You know what I mean? Or you like resend it. And that's, that's I retweet. think Twitter should be should be everyone should be banned from Twitter and Trump should be brought back. Trump is the only Trump. one allowed on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. He would love it. Too. It's just called Trumper. And like there's yeah. no react ability because no one has an account, but he's still just tweeting all you the can, time. No, you can only so, like, like, everyone love this. I do. No, I, I think it'd be even funnier if you couldn't even do that. So he has no feedback back on the tweets but he's just still <laughs> constantly putting them out there yeah. he's doing that with his emails he is, yeah. so like he so, just sends an, he sends like 150 character emails out every time he would have sent a tweet out he he yeah. no now he sends paragraphs you see what he no, i was other, kidding you see what he sent out the other day where he's like you know happy easter to everybody even the crazy radical left that's trying to destroy the country or whatever oh my gosh do you think just he does like voice to text Dude, um, or is I don't all, know. All punching in. With keys. I think he does voice to text. I, I feel like he does a he's lot. He's holding of- his phone up and he's going, "Happy Easter to all of the crazy." To uh, the- to all of the crazy. <laughs> Just like Tim does. To all of the <laughs> yeah. dude. Is that so why he like, who's talks he talking the to? way he does? Because he kind of talks like someone who's doing text to speech. Yeah, like right. the way he enunciates his syllabus. Like, the reason for this thing is like it is kind of how you talk when you're trying to make sure the smartphone gets True. you right. We're talking yeah, to a yeah, secretary. Yeah. You're sitting there like, what's okay, going on? okay. Yeah. He's per. He has like he has the perfect cadence for text to speech or speech mm-hmm. to text. Holy cow! I just noticed that. Boot Erpack, Boost Erpack, Booster Pack says, Tim, it's 1971. You're the proud owner of the first ever Federal Reserve note you bought at two percent interest. But if you are the sole owner of the note, how do you pay back the 2% interest? Well, borrow more, of course. That's the way the system works. Welcome to the Ponzi scheme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, as you long guys as are they too have the cynical. Guns. You guys are too cynical. Federal Reserve right. is great. Our monetary policy is perfect. Uh-huh. Oh, that's Stop true. it now, boys. So Frito says, are you going to make TimCast.com an app? Yes. What? So the yeah. first oh, thing yeah. is the new and improved website. People are never happy. You know. And then we're going to make an app where you should be able to play things with the phone off. Like you, you can oh, nice. turn it on, press oh, play, and then cool. put it in your pocket. I love it. Yeah, it's not. It, you, I don't think you can do it with the, with the website unless you have like a browser or something. I don't know if we can do it through a website, but you should be able to do it with the app once we get the app going. That's and exciting. you know, look, the website was was 
I don't want to say it was delayed a little bit. We were optimistic, but we decided to be less optimistic in, huh. in terms of launch because we have to make sure all the members port over properly and then nobody gets an issue with yeah. logins. Assume that when something's getting developed, it's going to take three times longer, three to four times longer than you expect. Good I know awesome. that's a little extreme, but no, that's good, yeah. with, with modern tech, if you're, you're up against these big guys, uh, three to four times longer. Is yeah. this, is this true? Someone get a calculator. Howdy Hey says, Cal- when you later. divide, when you divide 2020 by 666. Uh, I'm not doing this. I don't care what it is. It's going to be this is the mark of the beast. Three you, something. You get 30330. Oh, yeah. bro. 30330. Oh, no. Is that true? <laughs> yes, you do. I just did it. I just did it. That proves it. 30330. Go to 30330. That's Joe Biden's text number. Oh, inductive. When you divide 20, but I'm like our commenter, I'm sorry I wrote you off. Oh man. All right, let's oh do a gosh. couple more. It was 2020. Garhent says the new Dune movie is woke, so get ready for The Last oh, Jedi all no, over again. No, no. I can see Paul saying the sandworm suffered oppression Ugh. and we are on the sandworm's lands. <laughs> oh, I hope he's joking. Oh, are you joking? So. It doesn't come out until yeah. October. Oh, no. Stephen Clyde says, Seamus, when are you going to do another collaboration with Eric July? That's a good question. I love working with Eric. Every time I need a voice, I hit him up. So he's, he's really busy, so sometimes it's hard to get a hold of him, but he's, he's usually pretty cool about doing things uh, when we're able to sync up. Yeah, I would love to just – because the thing is, like, he and I, when we collaborate, it's never, like, this planned thing where we're like, we need to collab on something. It's usually I'm just like, I have a cartoon – which I would like a voice for. Eric, can you do this voice? Because he always does a fantastic job. I mean, he hits it out he's of the good. park. So, yeah, Eric, he's, he's really funny. He's really funny. His, his delivery's fantastic every time. The, the racism explained video. I remember I wrote that script and I was like happy with the script, but then I was looking back and I was like, ah, maybe it's not that great. But when I got his audio for it, I was like, this is so Perfect. funny. Like his delivery <laughs> just makes it every time I've ever had him do a voice, he's just crushed it. So yeah, I, I want to use him as often as possible, but he's just, he's too good for me now. No, I'm kidding. I don't even want, I don't even want fake beef. I he's love, I love well, Eric. Yeah. He's doing really well and I good for him. For he should sure. be. Yeah. He's no, we, we, we'll, we'll do something again soon. I'll hit him up right now. Oh, snap. Eric, let's collab this it's instant. Real-time inspiration. Instant. All right. Let's just do uh, – we'll do one more. Alexander Skripecci says, At my department, we were trained to put the lag knee across one shoulder blade oh. on a downward angle so not to damage the spine at the neck. Good Very call. interesting. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, smash that like button if you haven't already. And I guess – 15,000 likes or I delete my channel. Uh, well, 15? you mm-hmm. you've, you've, you said 15. Ultimatum has been 15, served. No, 15. Oh, we're okay, good. We're at 16,000. So <gasps> Seamus Coughlin, who supports the Green New Deal and said, give 15,000 likes or I will delete my channel. 16,000 likes. We did Woo! it, baby. There Freedom Tunes is yeah. staying on the internet. <laughs> That's right. Thank you all. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you guys all, my so friends. much. But wait, there's more. There's going to be an exclusive members-only segment coming up. And just about an hour or so over at TimCast.com. So go to TimCast.com, become a member, and learn about all the spicy hot takes from Seamus that he can't say on YouTube. <laughs> that I can't say on YouTube. I'm too scared. I'm going to grill him about religion. God, Jesus. Oh, wow. Please. The Jesuits. Oh, man. I'm not the going Catholics. there. I we'll have, know we, it all. We, we actually did that, a really long segment with yeah, Seamus before. So listen, if I'm you go, obsessed. you can see it's like an hour long. We did like an hour, didn't we? Yeah, Talking we did. It was, a good, it was a very interesting yeah, conversation. Super, super if I say so myself, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Um, but we'll have something else coming up and that'll, that'll be for members at timcast.com. So sign up to help out and make sure you smash the like button, subscribe to this channel. We are so close to 1 million subscribers and with your support, sharing this and being like, yo, subscribe, we will break 1 million subscribers. 
And uh, so do it. This show is live Wednesday, Friday at 8 p.m. So come back the next time if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify. Give us that good review. And you can follow me on all social media platforms at TimCast. My other channels are YouTube.com slash TimCast and YouTube.com slash TimCast News. And Seamus, I think you have a YouTube channel, I do right? have a YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Freedom Tunes. Go find Freedom Tunes. I love it. I love making the cartoons there. They're a lot of fun. I also have a second channel that I run with the Foundation for Economic Education called Common Sense Soapbox with Seamus Coglin. We usually get into economic issues, but those are just short little educational cartoons. A lot of fun. Very informative. So check those places out. Um, are we going to do YouTube.com slash Freedom Tunes. Are we going to do what? Are we going to do that, that bit from earlier we were talking about? Oh, we're 100 Tim and I are going to make a Freedom Tunes together. Tim and I are going to make a Freedom Tunes together. And also, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Tim just told me with his eyes that from now on, I am on every episode because I got us to 16K likes. Yes. I'm so proud of all of you as viewers. He's doing you the clap speak. We're going to do Seamus Cast IRL is the new name of the show. You think you're sneaking on the show? Because we got the extra chair. You can have you can it. Join us. Bro, yeah. let's talk about Love it. Love is real. Yeah. yeah. Love is kind. Mm-hmm. Yes. We got an extra chair. Luke, Luke abandoned us. Yeah. Luke, one one day he was just like, Bye. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'll be right back. <laughs> he like, he like he went to, he went gonna... to go to the bathroom, and then you're like, where's, where did no, we go? He, he said he had to go run get a pack of cigarettes. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. And then we never yeah. saw him. He just left. Thank <laughs> you for a pack oh, of smoke. Yeah. He's gone. I'm looking forward to Luke. Luke's return. I, I don't think, think that's gonna, gonna happen. He's gone. You better come back here, Luke. That's right. He's like, I'm just going to go to the store real quick with all of my stuff. I'm going to leave tomorrow, I think. Hey, guys. Uh, He's got Luke stuff to do, you know. I wanted to just to shout out my my website, iancrossland.net. I'm just kidding. Uh, I want (laughs) to thank you guys for being a part of this movement, this show, and this opportunity. We have a million, million subscribers, millions of people are involved with this. We're going to get a bunch of gold plaques for everybody. That's so amazing. What an opportunity to help people and, like, spread information that can help people. So thank you guys for being a part of it. And thanks, Tim, for having me and Lydia. We're going to get Shane. Rings made. Yes. We're gonna, we're well, we can punch each other and tattoo. We should get like friendship bracelets. Nice. Let's get friendship bracelets. I'm, I'm going to order if they allow me a, a gold plaque for everybody who who helps work on the show. Love it. Uh, as a lot. You've heard it. I, I got us. I got us sixteen thousand likes. I get a gold plaque. I would you heard it from Tim right now. I'm going to make one out of styrofoam with like a, a knife and, and <laughs> just fun. some some cheap paint. <laughs> to give it to Seamus. You, let, let's um spray paint it. Just gold. check out <laughs> YouTube.com/slash/FreedomTunes right now. Everybody, go there. Hit the like button. Let's get to seventeen thousand likes on my videos. Let's try it. If every single one of my videos doesn't get to seventeen thousand likes, I am never doing Timcast again. As a matter of opinion, and he's he's <laughs> as, a as a matter of opinion, I will never do Timcast again. I love it. And then I yeah, love it too. there's me in the corner. I am all similarly excited about reaching a million. I think I've been the most excited because I've been worrying about this since Christmas. I was like, this is all I want for Christmas is a million subscribers. We didn't hit that goal. It's coming up soon. Easter time, whatever the next holiday is. Anyway, I'm Sour Patch Lids on Twitter and Minds, and Real Sour Patch Lids on Gab and Instagram. People are saying Luke is in the chat. Luke is in the chat. We need to give him a special flair. He's been lurking. Get out of my chat. He's watching the show and he's and he's and he's like, hey, hey, go to wearechange dot org. Is it? Yeah, but he abandoned his responsibility, so he doesn't get a show. Okay, Luke. (laughs) The best political t shirts dot com is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna have a bonus segment up in about an hour at timcast dot com. So go there, check it out. We will see you all then. Bye, guys.